0: The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show.
1: Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality.
2: Hey, what's going on, pinball and welcome. It's episode number eight of the Pinball Show, only on the Pinball Network with Zach Menny. I am Ken Cromwell. We're going to do our best to inform and entertain for the next hour or so. Before we get into the pinball news, let's open it up. Let's see what's going on with Zach Menny. Zach, what's going on? How are you, buddy?
3: Ken Cromwell, I love you.
2: I love you too, man. This is I love a you, buddy.
3: this is a special episode. Uh, people are gonna find out very soon why it's so special. But we opened up with the Bill Withers. Do you know anything about Bill Withers? There, where's Bill?
2: I don't know, but <laughs> where's Bill is a common question that a lot of people have been asking lately. But Bill Withers, uh, uh, musician, artist, correct? Uh,
3: one of the greatest singer songwriters of all time passed away this last week. The guy was so full of soul and talent that, that I had to showcase some of the music. Of the wonderful genius that was Bill Withers, as well as you know, can some of his music and listeners, you know this as well. Some of his music really sings true, uh, pun intended, for the times that we're facing right now. The difficulties, the coming together. Um, he sang "Lean on Me." I mean, what what perfect. Statement that's a great song right yep. now for this country and this world to stick together and lean on one another. Just not, you know, personal boundaries aside. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's lean from six feet
2: away, please.
4: That's,
3: <laughs> that's exactly right. We opened it up the show with little lovely day because at the end of all of this, it will be a lovely day.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm.
3: And the his music and his renditions sing true. To what's been going on in our uh, our personal pinball live. So much so wait a minute. Just a minute, Ken. Okay. I'm reading uh, fresh news Bull. oh. Holy shit. okay. Alright, I'm gonna Ken, can I run with the late breaking story here?
2: Yeah, from the bottom of the pile, it sounded like. Absolutely.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> late breaking news bulletin here at the Pinball Show. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners and fans of The Pinball Show, The Pinball Network, Special When Lit Pinball Podcasting, Flipping Out Pinball, Streaming Channel, you name it, we have a huge announcement. And by oh, okay. we, I mean Ken Cromwell. <laughs> Ken, fill these individuals in on a huge change, both positive and negative for me, but a huge change. Uh, That's going to be going on I, here I at the Pinball Show. I was not aware show.
2: this was the direction you were taking. It. I well, was actually kind of curious what the news was. But, I knew you um,
3: didn't want to really hype this up, but you know me, hype man.
2: No, no. I, it's so something exciting has happened for me personally, and I we kind of discussed. I, I'd like to share this with everybody, if you don't mind. I am uh, today will be my last podcast on the Pinball Network for the Pinball Show. And Monday, which is depending on when you listen to the show. Could be the same day that I'll be doing our. uh, I'll I'll be co-hosting the last flipping out stream for myself personally. I'll be stepping away from both of those uh, media outlets. Why?
3: Why are you doing this to me?
2: It's because something outstanding happened to me, and I couldn't be more excited. I am transitioning out of what I have been doing, and I have signed an offer letter to become the communication specialist. For jersey jack pinball so i I couldn't be more excited it was something that's been weeks in the works and there's a lot of great people that helped along the way but i couldn't be more honored and more excited to get into something that i'm so passionate about passionate about meaning you know pinball in the industry Mm -hmm. and to uh kind of be rooted down on a team that i have really grown to appreciate over the you love everyone over couple, there. I yeah, know that. I really, really do. I mean, I've got a lot of friends at a lot of different of uh, the pinball companies and manufacturers. Mm-hmm. The Jersey Jack Pinball team has always been a team that uh, I've thought completely highly of. For so for me to kind of be a part of that team is a big honor.
3: Especially with the move, they're they're moving to Chicago, so it makes so much sense for you now.
2: Yes, yes, and that was kind of the thing. Like I always. I always thought it would be nice to to work for a Jersey Jack pinball. I mean, with them being in New Jersey, it doesn't make any sense for me to do that because mm-hmm. I'm in you know St. Charles, Illinois. But now with the manufacturing side coming over, I had uh, reached out to uh, Eric Minier and Jack Winnery. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, when you guys are coming to Elk Grove Village, you're in my backyard. If you think that I would be a good fit on a team and there's going to be jobs that might be created during this move, I would... Appreciated if I could have a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. and that that kind of steamrolled into uh, you know sitting down and having an outstanding dinner with uh, Leonard and Brett Abbas and Albert Villera as well as uh, Eric Minier, and we talked for a couple hours about the direction of the company and and how I might you know fit in on a team, and that went well, and I got a chance to sit down later on a second kind of follow-up, and that was with uh, Marcy Jerkowitz and Tara Schweed and mm-hmm. that went really, really well. And, and then just the other day, there was an offer letter. So I graciously accepted. I'm ridiculously excited. I mean, I think
4: I everybody know everybody that's giddy you played a role here. here.
2: So yeah, no, it's really, really exciting. I start Monday, April 13th, and I'll be working remotely to start, but this is a full-time gig. I'm, I'm switching my career starting on April 13th. Now, remotely, because we are still sheltering in place under the state of Illinois, which makes sense, but I'm eager to get started, I'm I'm excited. I understand there's a great responsibility here, and I wanted to thank everybody that has had an opportunity to take part in the pinball content that I've been able to play a role in over the last couple of years. And uh, without me having this outlet and without getting the feedback and really getting to know the community on a more personal level, I don't know that any of this is possible. And, uh, And Zach, I wanna thank you so much, Collectively, we've had a lot of fun times creating, you know, pinball content. Absolutely. And the friendship that we have is something that I appreciate so very much. And uh, you know, in the beginning, I I never really envisioned how deep our friendship would would blossom, so to speak. But mm-hmm. I'm so appreciative of that. I think my one uh, regret is that when arguably we're at the base of this hill with creating pinball content, and and I have to kind of step away and. That that part is is difficult. That being said, it's the right move, and I couldn't be more happy to. If 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 I couldn't do what I'm doing now with you, uh, this is exactly what I would like to be doing. So for that, I'm grateful on all aspects. So thank you very much. Thank you TPN. Thank you uh, listeners, supporters, friends along the way. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. As far as I'll be around, I'm accessible, and and I hope to be able to create you know, additional pinball content for Jersey Jack Pinball. So that'll come in time. But Mm -hmm. in the meantime, man, I'm just going to kind of get myself rooted into that team. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to address this in the beginning of the episode. There's a lot of huge stories going on globally, right? So Mm -hmm. I understand the importance of that. I would just like to share something that I'm excited about. And what I I think is like a feel good story, a feel good story for at least for myself. So I'm happy to share good news with everybody. And that's what I am doing today. So
3: I think every listener at home knows that follows the program of uh, my fondness towards you uh, my pride that I have in being your friend. I want to dedicate this episode to you so you guys will hear uh, you guys will hear about my love and appreciation oh, for King Crow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Episode. Yeah. That's not necessary, man. Uh, I know you don't like I that. Just and that's to
2: why I wanted to do it even more. <laughs> 5 minutes in episode 8 to discuss that, man. It doesn't have to be all about this. As excited as I am to talk about it, like I know. It, totally not necessary.
5: I know.
3: Yeah, I know. Let's
5: just oh, say
2: no. that I know.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, so we'll talk
3: about that some more, but Jersey Jack Pinball—that's that's an A plus hire there.
2: I was—you uh, know—there are people that are in their cars right now or listening at home that are hoping that this is the shortest episode of the Pinball Show. <laughs>
3: no, dude, this <laughs> is—and you know what? And, even and if it's, it's just—even selfishly, like between you and I, man, we are so yeah. passionate about this industry that something like this. This is the big leagues. This is, this is what you've uh, not necessarily been working for, but this is what you've aspired to become part of a team that's making a huge difference in the industry that you love and who better than a company that can, you and I both know the exciting stuff that is about to occur in the next year, five years for Jersey Jack pinball. Right. So it's so smart of them to do this. I cannot, uh, I cannot credit them enough for this decision. And with you, buddy, you're gonna kill it. You continue to kill every single thing you do. I've told you once before, and I'll tell you again. It's hard to keep up with my idiocracy and, and my uh, tenacity, but you do it. You, you've been able to do it the whole time.
2: Yeah, we're we're cut from the same clause in yeah. that aspect for sure.
3: Yeah, right? and and look, so we can't podcast. We're still best buddies, and we're still now we're gonna be able to work within the industry together. So that's that's a cool new chapter of our friendship that, that I'm really looking forward to. So yes. yeah, it, this is phenomenal. I'm I'm it's bittersweet of course because you and I we had a big idea for this and it has come to fruition. And it's going to keep growing in honor of you as well. But as the great Bill Withers once said, "Ain't, ain't no
5: sunshine when he's gone." gone.
3: He's saying that, oh yeah. It's Only not
5: darkness long when she's every away. episode. Oh, oh, oh.
3: Ain't
5: no sunshine it's when it's Kenny's long. gone. When and this gone. podcast <laughs> just ain't long no long show. Anytime, anytime. Oh, she, she goes, goes to JJP my own little tribute man that was yeah. outstanding thanks bud i appreciate I
2: it let's ah. holy cow no
3: gotta love bill withers rest in peace yeah yeah that was I good know.
2: man I, I i appreciate it i have not been serenaded by anybody on a no. podcast before so
3: so what you know very in in short what does that mean for the pinball network it means that we have been privileged enough to experience uh, some leadership in ken cromwell and with his departure it doesn't. It's not going to change anything. We have a couple of adjustments we are making. The pinball show will still continue to be weekly. The midweek show will still continue to be utilized as needed, whenever news pops up or special topics like Dennis Creel and David Dennis's talk on COVID nineteen. Excellent, excellent listen. If you haven't listened to that, a lot of information that. there. Oh, yep. yep. So good. So uh, I have coerced Mr. Crazy Foshize, Uh I have coerced him to join weekly with me on the pinball show. This, hold on.
2: Oh, yep. Mm Mhm. Ladies and gentlemen, this just in. Dennis Creasel has accepted a full-time position at the Pinball Network as the weekly co-host of the Pinball Show with Zach Many. Don't scare him As Ken Cromwell steps aside. (laughs) There you go, man. Well, that's kind of cool because now this is like you guys have that dynamic, and the people love it, man. Yeah, we'll continue
3: to make you proud. Now, also, when it comes to we're amping up our streaming efforts, all of our TPN streaming affiliates, um, we're, we're, focusing on that. So you'll see some changes there as well as some additional faces being added to that in the YouTube sector. Uh, but George from don't panic flip, we have asked him and he graciously accepted a more of a lead position on coordinating and organizing streaming efforts from the pinball network. So you'll see and hear a lot from George at don't panic flip. That's so, an
2: excellent, uh, that's an excellent choice. For he's that. great. I mean, George will spearhead that. No problem. God. He's been a wealth of knowledge and a lot of help technically and He's, yeah, he's a good guy on top of it. That's important. You want to be with good people. Nicely done there.
3: I love how humble you are. You just can't. You hate it. You hate the limelight. Let's take the limelight off of you. Let's take the spotlight off of you. And let's kick go. it over to our correspondents for the additional news of the week.
0: It's time for
4: TPN Industry News.
0: Hi, this is Ken Rutberg with your Jersey Jack Update. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to wreak havoc on the pinball scene as well as life in general, things are understandably quiet on the Jersey Jack front. It would appear that the announcement of the new release has been delayed and will be delayed until potentially October, so that leaves a long time for us to wait for news from Jersey Jack on their next title. The Twippy Awards were announced this past Saturday, and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory won several major awards, including Best Theme, Best Animations and Display, and Best Light Show. Despite the current move to Chicago, Jersey Jack says that they have Willy Wonkas in stock and available. It would appear that they built up a supply of machines before they stopped the line in anticipation of the move. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update.
1: Gomez dishes. Stern declares a showdown. More code updates and goodbye to one of our own. Hey everyone, Craig here again, The Pinball Show's Stern news correspondent. Well, now that the full reality of the coronavirus lockdown is sinking in, leaving pinball manufacturers, operators, and new-in-box buyers literally pulling their hair out as they watch the 2020 season evaporate quicker than hand sanitizer and toilet paper at Walmart. Stern's own George Gomez, pinball executive, designer, and renaissance man extraordinaire, gave pinheads everywhere a glimmer of hope to the future of pinball at Stern. Yes, courtesy of Bob Johnson's 80s arcade podcast, Zach Menny's Homie Gomi proclaimed, This coming year, I'm going to put the games online. That is the project I'm most excited about is the Connectivity Project. That is what I'm focused on every day now. And during this time of shutdowns and closures, Stern is introducing a new online voting game called The Stern Showdown. This epic termic pits 32 of the best Stern pinball machines ever against each other to find out which is the best Stern machine of all time. Starting on Tuesday, April the 7th, vote in a new battle poll on Stern's Facebook and Twitter pages. New battles will launch every 48 hours until there's one machine left standing. And the Stern coders continue to pump out new code this week for none other than Iron Man V 1.85 for both the vault and original edition models and for Stranger Things Code V.87. This dynamic code update amplifies story modes and incorporates new custom speech and callouts for actor David Harbour, better known as Police Chief Jim Hopper. But beyond all that news, we have some happy and sad news this week at the Pinball Show for our esteemed colleague and one of our founding fathers, Ken Cromwell. Ken, you did it man, way to go! I know this is a big dream of yours to be working in the industry and to uh, actually being paid for what you do in the industry. We're also proud of you and happy for you. Jesus, I sound like your dad right now. The hell? Anyway, but you're obviously irreplaceable and you're also responsible for assembling this ragtag group of rebels and correspondents here at the Pinball Show and before that at Special When Lit. You truly helped set the bar for pinball podcasting and streaming with your class and professionalism and with all the charity work you did last year within the hobby. Jesus, you're like the wizard mode in Willy Wonka! Many will try, but so few will make it. But if I had to look into my pinball crystal ball, I, I, I don't think this is the last time we're gonna either see or hear old Ken Cromwell on the airwaves. And when that day comes, it will be a welcome and happy day indeed, but we shall wait and see. Good luck, buddy. We're going to miss the hell out of you. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Welcome to this week's Spooky Haggis Industry Talk with Dr. John. Not much to report from Spooky with Wisconsin being in lockdown, so no parts going in or out. So we'll all patiently wait until our Rick and Mortys recommence the build. Damien from Haggis recently released a new YouTube clip showing the three variations of playfield that are available. That being the traditional wood, the hybrid acrylic non scratch surface, and the hybrid acrylic with clear coat. If you prefer the feel of clear coat, as Zach does in his own mind... It is available for a $500 Australian upgrade, which is only about $6 US, I think, at the moment. So it's not too bad a deal. Anyway, that's all that's happening. Uh, Damien's going to release another update soon with more show special pricing for these variations. Hope to catch you again next week with some more news. See
2: you then. All right, always good hearing from the correspondents. And uh, as we get deeper and deeper into the news... We can uh, flashback, but I wanted to jump on this story kind of out of the gate, and that is Gamma Goat on Twitch, who we know Did as I? Ian Harrow. Did you just say goat? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Sorry. Gamma Goat. <laughs> so he gets his, his multimorphic heist kit, mm-hmm. and he jumps on board, and he starts streaming. Now, we've seen more and more video or streaming of this game. I've got... Correspondents coming in to my personal emails and messenger asking to actually discuss more and more about the game, getting our thoughts about it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Get a chance to see any additional coverage since the initial uh, reveal stream that Nick Baldridge had done.
3: Yeah, I watched a little bit of this uh, Mr. Goats uh, stream there. Ian Stream over there, he did a phenomenal job. He had a nice setup too. This was sh- shown in a better light, if you will, uh, regarding some camera angles and explanation of rules. Uh, explanation of of code and modes. I got to tell you, uh, his stream kind of won me over a little bit. It really, really does look like a blast of a game. And my takeaway from his stream, which is phenomenal for the product and the representation, is that crane is pretty f-ing cool.
2: Yeah, I think an initial impression when you look at the crane, you're like, okay, so it's kind of like a crane 2.0. It's a little bit more advanced than what we're used to seeing a crane doing in a mm-hmm. game. But yeah, the, the crane is is on steroids. It's a pretty impressive <laughs> mech. It's I know that Jerry, right? You know, Jerry was saying that this might be the most incredible mech that's ever graced itself within a pinball machine. And I'm sure there's, you know, that's open to interpretation and argument there. But it's absolutely impressive. And it seems to be very well implemented within the theme and for the gameplay, code, rule set, etc.
3: Yeah, it, it was a monster, too. I thought... I thought it was just going to be a regular crane action, but this thing—somebody wrote on side, I believe—that the crane almost has like a personality in the game itself. And damned if they weren't right. I thought it was hokey when they said that. I was like, "Oh, give me a freaking break!" No, they're right. This thing, like, it darts out and it shoots out and it's implemented into modes. So I'm going to. Uh, not, I'm not eating a full crow. Maybe just his little uh, claw, but it looks pretty fun. Looks pretty fun now. If I'm being transparent, the theme alone still, eh, you know, I don't know if it's going to pull me in like I would love, but yeah, some of the modes, man, they were cool. I see, C-
5: picking I a argue, lock and different yeah. stuff. It it was for an original really cool. theme.
2: I think that this is one of the more appealing original themes that I've seen released in my recent memory. Just because I could agree there. I mean, Anybody can get behind a good height story, and again, the character presentation, it looks fun, it looks appealing, the artwork draws you in, it's the city under glass, Mm -hmm. it's the whole package, whereas you may not recognize, you may not call to the attention of that being an original theme in a negative way. I mean, this could be something that maybe takes people by surprise as something that's more of a successful original theme. Now, platform itself limits its exposure for people to kind of jump on it initially, but I do see this at least in my opinion, as potentially being the best there is to offer right now for P3.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you're on point there. It's hard to argue otherwise just by seeing what we have seen thus far. If I'm balancing it, I'm still, you know, uh, we got artwork, we've got the animation. I don't know. I, these listeners deserve for me to be honest, and I still don't know if the animation is where multimorphic st- needs to focus on. That sounds okay. crazy. You got a big old screen as your play field. I just think there could be so much more done with static art rather on that mm-hmm. LCD screen that would, that would lend itself better than trying to animate a storyline to put on that play field. You're just, you're never going to catch up to what we're accustomed to. You're always going to be dated and it doesn't matter how well the animators are when you're creating your own story and you're trying to put it into one single game. It's going to be hard to create a human based Sonic or Mario or, um, you know, Ninja turtle
0: creating sure.
3: a brand like that is going to be damn near impossible. I would rather, and I've said this before, I don't know if it was in this medium, but give me a play field, Jerry, that is static artwork that sits by itself and looks phenomenal. I want a zombie yeti esque artwork package. Make it look like a playfield. Put inserts on that screen. But the difference is, and,
2: and again, for those that that might not be up to speed on the P3 Multimorphic, the playfield is not made out of you know your typical plywood clear coat. It's an actual LCD screen that enables the uh, you know the developer to have animated backgrounds versus a static playfield.
3: Very good. Thank you. Yeah. And there's okay. ball, ball tracking within it. So if a ball right. is on the play field, there's sensors that know it's there. So you can have like smoke trailing. I do like trailing. that little vapor
2: trail behind yeah, it. I think yeah. it's a very if, cool touch. Yeah. On
3: the you've got dollars that are floating and going towards the drain. If you roll over a dollar, you collect it and can use it. It's smart. Right. It's smart technology. Um, so with that prefaced, if it was just a let's use Deadpool as an example right okay let's take. you know everybody listener can you guys know what the deadpool play field looks like it's exquisite sure. beautiful let's lay that on an lcd screen it's static the whole time but during certain moments things happen and they interact with that seemingly static play field such as maybe you get a jackpot shot and deadpool winks at you or maybe during certain modes it looks as if the insert on a wood play field lifts up and something crawls out underneath to go swiping for your ball. Maybe right. you know, maybe when you're in the T-Rex mode, the T-Rex comes to life. He stays in his spot on that play field, but he comes to life. So you're
2: like a pinball FX type yes. of thing? Yeah. absolutely.
3: Okay. I think it was Cause, our correspondent, said it very nicely. He said, man, just think of what Jerry at Multimorphic could have done if he partnered up with Zen. Okay. Creating these virtual tables that everybody does love, but on a medium that is still physical pinball. And I thought, it was like a light bulb for me. I thought, wow, that would be phenomenal. But I want to see more of that. That, I think, is what could bridge potentially the gap of that classic diehard pinball player wanting beautiful art and physicality of pinball and not throwing them into the deep of, you know, full blown animation. Because, like I said before, it's just. It's going to be hard to catch up.
2: It's it's an interesting take. I mean, the nice thing with this design is the play field never has to be final. They could always make changes. Well, Whether point. or not they go in for a complete overhaul on a, on a what looks more of like a static play field with additional animations at this point, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm sure the feedback would be taken into consideration maybe for the next title. I, I do think that Heist has enough interest generated for them to continue to make another game. Yeah. Uh, that's just where I'm looking from the outside. I mean, I'm interested in it. I think it looks cool. I always thought the most amount of time that I had on a P3 game was Lexi Lightspeed, and I mm, had fun playing Lexi Lightspeed. A game. Yeah. I mean,
3: I'm anxious to get on Heist. And the only reason I'm like that, the only reason I'm offering this instead of just saying, yeah, I like it or I don't like it, is because I do see and feel the potential that Jerry has with Multimorphic. I Yep. And I think this is a big step forward, and I think it can continue to be exponential steps if we do something new and fresh with future games. So that's the only reason I'm speaking out the way that I am, because I do, I'm pretty passionate about the system because it is an engineering marvel and pinball. I've said it, uh, and I'll continue to tout that, but uh, I'm looking forward to playing Heist.
2: I'm looking forward to playing it, too. You know how excited Jerry is about it. And he wants to keep pushing the envelope. He wants to show people what P3 can do. And, again, this is the next step in the process, and uh, I think it looks great.
3: Talk about what a manufacturer can do. Did you see what a streaming channel in pinball can do? you see this last week? Deadflip?
2: Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, no, I didn't see the Deadflip streams, but I've seen what he's doing, or at least I've seen, like, screen caps and Mm -hmm. whatnot where it's essentially – It's like four streams combined that he's hosting, right? And then they're all able to play a game at their own location and kind of compete Battle Mm -hmm. 4 player in real time with uh, virtually no delay or zero delay. Absolutely.
3: And what he did uh, this last week uh, with Iron Maiden is he got 20 people, 20 on one screen around the world to all simultaneously play one another and battle one another uh, during certain objectives on Stern Pinball's Iron Maiden. And it was kind of hard to, to watch and to follow. Is that
2: Zoom or what in, do you know I, what he's using I for interface?
3: Know. No, I don't know what he was using, but he was touting it as being uh, no delay and the reception has been killer on it. People have really enjoyed it. He was being the commentator Jack Danger from Deadflip was the commentator during it all and kind of directing it. It came came across really well. People are loving it. I was just—I thought it was a damn feat to get 20 people all at yeah, one that time. Sounds, that sounds—that
2: sounds crazy. Um, see, for me, I'm more impressed with the ability to utilize the technology to do that versus me kind of seeing 20 people playing head to head. Like so, like competitive pinball for me. Like I don't want to really—I don't pay as much attention to watching it when I'm watching streaming because mm-hmm. I, I do kind of like having like the one-on-one approach with. You know, whoever's hosting, of course. Uh, But if you're like heavy into competitive pinball, I don't know that it gets any better Mm. where you can see twenty people going live head to head. But again, from a technical standpoint, I know that Jack aspires to, you know, be a leader in that aspect of streaming, along with other things. Um, It's an unbelievable feat. So I will go back and I will check that out because I just thought that they were doing like four player head to heads. I didn't know that there were twenty people. Um, And you know how it is to just get a a single stream up and running for the most part. Once you iron out the bugs, you're kind of on autopilot. But there's always a variable that gets introduced Mm -hmm. at some point that catches you off guard. And you have to be able to make changes on the fly to make the stream continue as seamlessly as possible. To take 20 feeds and try to make sense (laughs) of that is uh, that's that's. That's impressive. So congratulations. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think next
3: week he's going to do a Deadpool International. So for people around the world that want to battle it out on Deadpool, what better time than during all of our shelters in place than to tune into some – you know what? Streaming has been kind of trending up right now in pinball. A lot of people have come to the forefront streaming a lot of pinball machines. Shout out to the Pinball Mafia. Uh, who was streaming I think during that Iron Maiden battle. So they are TP and affiliate. Representation. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. And George has been George from Don't Panic Flip. He's been kinda doing this this type of thing for a little bit now. He's always on the forefront of interaction commands and chat with what's mm-hmm. going on in his room. He's gonna continue to be a force to be reckoned with and I can't wait to see what he provides and brings to TPN
2: and, and other exciting news Zach we uh, we've got new code being released oh, again
3: I like an code. excellent
2: opportunity for lead programmers and their teams to kind of address code issues further along code even revisit old code <laughs> no and, joke uh, and re-release so what you got for code updates this week oh uh, we've got an Iron
3: Man now you you guys heard it iron man iron man not maiden nope iron man iron man with the release by stern pinball of the the vault the re-release of the vault the re-release of the vault it's
2: like a vault squared
3: they came out with 1.85 code for iron man and one of the biggest features is a new skill shot rule thankfully a new skill shot rule a lot of competitive players and a lot of just players in general Always called for a new skill shot rule. Now, by active, Are you a
2: skill shot guy, Zach? I, I mean, do like, like the skill shot. Are you shot. always going for skill shots? Oh, Doesn't yeah. a skill shot have to be lucrative for you to waste the time, or is it just fun for you to try to hit the skill shot? I think it's just kind of fun,
3: especially if it's difficult. Now, what I hate, okay. I, I think the most piss poor skill shot is one that you just plunged to the top lanes and you can control it.
4: With the buttons, yeah. That's the right.
3: saddest thing. Like, I hate that. I would like to see more well, people... Well,
2: Ghostbusters is tough in that way, right? Yes. Because you're pre-selecting your lane. See,
3: I like that. And now then you
2: There's risk versus reward. And I
3: also, play. there's something about just gripping it and rip it. Like, holding that left flipper, plunging it, and the controlled gate lets you go all the way around and on the fly, just BAM! Try to break something in your machine. I love that super skill shot kind right. of thing. And now that's, that's what Iron Man has. By activating and holding the left flipper button, you can plunge the ball to the top lanes. The left orbit up post will remain down and the normal skill shot will be disabled. Mm, how about
2: it? That's, it's intense.
3: Yeah, I like it. Uh, I like it too. They've got other, some cleanups, some tweaks, some cleanups, some balancing, and people, people are saying it was a really nice, welcomed uh, code update. So
2: I, Maybe we'll I maybe like get a Twippy category for best skill shot next year. That <sighs> wouldn't be horrible.
3: Ooh. Wouldn't be horrible. They did add some speech too uh, within this. They, uh, they've got some cool stuff. They got some cool stuff.
2: Are you an Iron Man guy? I know, from what I understand, I've got a little time on Iron Man. It's a good tournament game, I guess, because it's quick ball times. There aren't any scoring exploits. Are you a fan of the game personally?
4: Hmm. I mean, uh, if you, let's say, if you if you have
2: a collection of, of 20, does Iron Man make its way in the rotation at any time, or is it just not something that calls to you necessarily?
3: It's It's one of those things, like a Tarantino film. A lot of Tarantino films, I respect and I appreciate them, but I don't mm-hmm. like them uh, no, personally. It. It's not—it's not my type of game. It is right. my—it's it, my type of game for a week that I own it.
2: You do like brutal games. I, I mean, you do. Like, you like hard games.
3: I do. So the first week I own it, there's nothing like it because I'm really trying to attack that do-or-die multi-ball and and yep. trying to get to what is virtually impossible. Um, but. It runs its course for me a little bit. That's fair. Yeah, I like something that has depth that is also a bastard of a game that's just so mean. So I need, I need a little balance. Like if you give me too right. long of ball times anymore, I'm starting to kind of turn away from those too. It doesn't matter how much depth they have. So that's why I like something like A Stranger Things. Because say what you will, it has depth. And it is a mean son of a bitch at times. It's just so The
2: best games I've ever had on Stranger Things were games where I approached them thinking, all right, I got about four minutes and I'll put a (laughs) game on there. And then I end up starting to blow the machine up, and I start like leveraging myself with high risk shots in the hopes that I'll drain, and <laughs> yep. somehow it pays off. You're I'm, now drop I'm in the targets. game of my life. <laughs> right, exactly, man. It's like I'm in the game. Of, this happens so many times on so many games where, where I'm just trying to panic flip and just get out of dodge. I end up, uh, man, I think I overthink pinball sometimes for myself, but it's well, don't It's it always flip. so interesting. And I'm like, hey, the pizza man's going to be here in about seven minutes. Oh, I'll get a game of Beatles in. And then all of a sudden, I'm at like eight, nine, ten million points on Beatles. And I'm like, pizza man's got to wait. He's going to have like, to wait.
3: like, just put the pizza on the front porch. I'll PayPal right? you.
2: Well, now that's not so far-fetched to ask for, I suppose. But uh, Hey, that's yeah. no joke.
3: Speaking of Stranger Things, they had a code update, .87. This thing isn't even in the 90s yet, and this is a big code update. It goes up .01, and we see a lot of updates to Stranger Things by Stern Pinball. They added a ton of speech, a ton of callouts from really? Hopper. Yeah, it's... it's Hopper uh,
2: call-outs. It's
3: really, really good. Uh, they also fixed a lot of logic to the game, a lot of syncing issues they fixed.
2: In your opinion, would you consider this a fairly robust update for Stranger Things? I mean, this isn't just addressing... Some small technical issues. Yeah, I'd say this
3: is a moderate update.
2: So, And if you think about it, if you look at the way in which the code number has progressed, it Mm -hmm. does show you that that code number isn't necessarily representative of the amount of completion being done or about to be done on a game.
3: Absolutely. So we're getting a lot of visual stuff that is changing on this, a lot of cleaning up of video stuff. Because you have to remember, listener, on Stranger Things, especially the Premium LE, they're dealing with two different displays here. Right. Not only are uh, pictures and videos presented on the the main LCD screen up top in the head, but also on the playing field as well, that projection mapping screen. So a lot of stuff there. This game keeps getting better and better. It's kind of like Elvira, man.
2: Elvira is just screaming right now. It's Elvira so took a little bit of time to air. kind of uh, ferment. Oh, yeah. And that's why. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, that's another fun game
3: keeps getting better and i'm the smile on my face just remains there last thing i was going to bring up stern related is they had a little sneak peekage a little beep boop
2: oh that's right that's yeah. right little... and right up your alley because it's in a category in which uh you are very <laughs> fond of and that you've pioneered and that is the uh, topper category
5: toppers topper
2: top. Oh, how many? do you
3: how do you top toppers
5: can you
2: no, you would have to you'd have to get a something that go above the topper. Oh my God! Yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to uh, project onto the ceiling above Ooh, the topper. Oh, careful now, but, there, crummy. I don't know, I'm getting you excited. What did you see for topper uh, sneak peek?
3: Now uh, there was a post, I believe, it was on Facebook. Then followed up with a forum discussion on it. But an individual went to the factory, took a picture with Play Better Steve Ritchie and Tim. I'm now a coder sexton. Yep. Took a picture by the Black Knight, but to the left of it in the Stern Arcade, Jurassic Park Pro with a topper on
2: it. Topper. Uh-oh. Yeah, so what did you think of the topper? Um, and this is the thing, right? So we are just kind of coming. We're still on the riding the high of the Black Knight sort of rage topper. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's face it. It's incredible. We're still incredible waiting time. for him to ship. Yeah. Okay, so there you go, too. Uh, you see the Jurassic Park topper. And it looks nice. It looks like it's Mm -hmm. multi-layered. But from what I can tell, it does look like a static topper. I'm assuming there's some type of interaction with lighting. Uh, But I thought it looked like a nice topper. I mean, it's a nice decorative piece Mm -hmm. that could go on top of your back box.
3: It's hard to tell just from a static, faraway picture as to if we'll get any interaction. I think just based on the layout and what Stern has done before – we get very much uh, similar to, like, a Deadpool or a Beatles, uh, even maybe an I Iron Man. I really Maiden. like the
2: Beatles topper, though. I mean, that's it, a static topper, but it's awesome. I mean, it's a great topper.
3: But it is. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it gives you information. The light shows interact with the gameplay. Uh, and I think, Dead, does Deadpool have a moving piece? Sometimes they have, like, a little bitty motor feature that moves, like, yeah, on the Yeah, I think Deadpool
2: something. had, like, the thumbs up or the thumbs down, depending on if you matched during Okay. Um, match at the end of the game. I think that's how I remember it. You know, arguably, some of your better toppers are static toppers. And and when you look mm-hmm. solely at Stern, in, I, I mean, look at the, the uh, Walking Dead topper, that aquarium topper. Oh I think it's my such a cool-looking topper. One of the
3: greatest.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: So this one falls into the, uh, the mid-range for me, my reaction, because Stern has not really made an ugly topper, in my opinion. They're all mm-hmm. at least visually appealing, and they look better on there than... Not on there. Uh, then you go all the way up that spectrum to a Black Knight sort of rage where the damn thing is talking to you. Yeah. Uh, this falls kind of in between. I'll have to see it in person and, and what the light show does and if there is any m- moving mechanics in there. But j- from far away, yep, fits the part. Gotta
2: have it. Yeah, They they're not... They're not phoning it in on these toppers. And, and I think now they're kind of appreciating that there is a greater appreciation for toppers. I wonder how that happened recently, Zach. Wow. But uh, I mean, toppers are in. And these toppers that are no longer being manufactured and have gone oh. out of manufacturing, for, especially like these stern toppers, are going for a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of money. And I don't know if you want to discuss it. But I mean, I know just, just recently you had a Ghostbusters topper that um, sold for a lot of money. It and it, it's just, it's amazing to
3: me. So we sold a Ghostbusters topper. It's pre-owned. It wasn't even new in the box. Um, right. Got a pretty penny for it. I had about four people in line willing to pay for it if it if, if it fell through. And then I was reached out by an individual that said that he was willing to pay $1,200 for said topper. Ken, a
2: used topper. For the, go, for topper, the Ghostbusters $1,200 topper, $1,200. Box. Plus shipping. Wow. I mean, arguably, you can get a decent shape early solid state Stern pinball machine for the same price as the Ghostbusters topper. Absolutely. Give me the topper all day. It's amazing. (laughs) I'm going to start ordering toppers in triplicate and just keep a couple in box, right? Like, I'll just hoard up toppers. That'll be my thing. The the problem is, like, you know how I feel about toppers. It's a good idea, actually. I like toppers. (laughs) I know, right? It's like, but I mean, are they producing enough? Like, even for now, Black Knight Sword of Rage still waiting (sighs) uh, for a lot of those toppers to ship. So I wonder if they cap the number out. Or if they just make them on demand or how that works, I have no idea.
3: You know, I don't know, 1, but I do know as, as a dealer, they do uh, they do cut the runs sometimes. They'll say, look, yeah. there's 15 left, and we're not building any more for the any foreseeable future. So, And then they do some that are limited, like your Star Wars topper that only have a certain amount. Then they will rerun sometimes. Uh, word is that the Beatles topper is going to get a small little bitty run uh, here within the next couple months. So... If they okay, so
2: demand, like, so they can vault they a topper back, if but... they want to, right? Topper vaults. Uh, yeah, Could and I don't know if
3: that is included in the licensing fee or how that works. I, I have no
2: clue. All I just something know is like I the want Ghostbusters them. topper. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like a one-to-one replica of the uh, of the Ecto One. That's and I don't right. think there's any Ghostbusters anything on there, really. I mean, that would that if you if you looked at it without oh, knowing it's what symbolic, it was,
3: you would Well, don't you? Shit it's on symbolic. That Ecto-1. No, no, no. no. What don't.
2: I'm saying is that that would allow them maybe some creative license to uh, or liberties to be able to produce the topper without having to run it through a licensing. Oh,
3: I could, I see what you're saying. Renewal. Yeah, you know I what I mean? Because
2: it's just it's obscure enough to where it's it's not immediately identifiable by somebody that wouldn't know otherwise.
3: My dream is one day I wake up. And Stern gets a hold of me and says, hey, uh, as our dealer, we just want to give you a heads up. We're going to be re-releasing Ghostbusters with the same lovely art package. We're going to fix the flipper gap. We get it. Uh, and then we're going to do a, a run of toppers again. And I'll be like,
2: hallelujah. little LCD it. in the back box. That'd be crazy vault. It'd be the the vault of all vaults if you could do that. Oh, the vault of
3: So, yeah, well, toppers are – and I'm going to give you guys a little, uh, little tip on toppers because I am the topper extraordinaire. I would say if you are wanting to get your hands on toppers that are not rare now, but could be hard to get in the future, psst, game of Thrones topper
2: all oh, the dragon. Yeah. Just wait. That one's going to be
3: really hard to find in the future. I bet.
2: I would also I'd throw this out there. If somebody has a stern topper, that they were not able to put on top of their machine maybe because of ceiling uh, limitations or just lack of interest of doing so and you're looking to get rid of that topper you could probably Holla contact at your boy. Zach at flippingoutpinball.com because he will be uh, he'll be interested in in surplus of said toppers
3: I have bought a game before just because of the topper just because of a game with the topper i was like yeah, toppers hard to get. I think I'm going to buy the whole damn thing.
2: Yeah, and you're like, hey, if I piece off, if I piece that out, like it kind of absolutely coops a little bit of the cost. And I, I'm it's not business. Upside down. Yeah, I can see that. It's
3: business. business. And uh, if we're going to keep plugging, I'll plug that I do have right now, ladies and gentlemen, Deadpool toppers in stock. Eh, just saying.
2: Bye bye bye. Oh, you know what? Can I re- really, really re- can I say this really quick? Yeah. Uh, a correction: Last week, Ryan C. reached out to me. Last week, I said that one of the best interviews Head to Head Pinball had ever done was with Tim Kritzko uh kritsko yeah. kritsko i was wrong it was actually chris granner and i just in the moment i got confused so the chris Graner interview is the one you want to listen to as we're talking about pinball media uh go to okay. head head pinball because if you're looking for the the tim Critzko uh interview you're not going to find it because it never happened i don't know maybe maybe buffalo pinball i think buffalo pinball might have interviewed him i made a mistake in any event yeah, i wanted to correct great- it so nice
3: correction fault.
2: Sorry, Sorry about that. There's that, that honesty. Say, thank God, God I'm getting out of the media side God. of things. I'm losing my Humiliation mind.
3: Humiliation and everything. You're good. You're
2: good. All right. As we keep going with the pinball news, we've got a lot of things that are up and down. But most importantly, what we should be doing right now is see what's trending up, Zach, and what do we got for that? Come on, come
3: on, come to send off a farewell to Ken Cromwell as we open up this week's segment of the Pinball Show's
5: Pinball Market
3: Trends! woo Into the stratosphere we go, and trending up this week is also a little game that just topped the Pinside Top 100 list.
5: Oh, and
3: That's a game by co-worker to Ken Cromwell, Eric Menier and his that's creation right. of Pirates of the Caribbean by Jersey Jack Pinball. Up, number up, one. up she goes. Where she stops? Well, she's going to stop, at number one for now... Because Pirates of the Caribbean, the Collector's Edition, just received a rating atop the Pinside One Hundred list of nine point six six one. Beat that medieval madness at eight point nine zero six. That's quite a uh, quite a lofty it's space a huge in between
2: there. Jump, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen a game that has hit Pinside. I could be wrong. Um, at number one, at anything close to 9.5 or 9.6, it's, it's pretty big.
3: With the times that we're facing right now, and we're seeing some of the secondary markets wax and wane a little bit, we're all waiting for the bubble to... Well, not too bad, right? Can you... well, I used to be able to make a, like a drop. A... I, I did too.
2: Oh, that was a good one.
3: It's hard because they're inconsistent. It's so satisfying when you See, get that good one.
2: Yeah, you've got a you've got like a deeper drop and I've got like a more shallow pale drop going on there.
3: Well you, you notice know what that? they say <laughs> The deeper the drop. The saggy <laughs> the nuts.
2: No. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know what the hell. that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> I, I at all. Right. Yeah, I'm high and tight there based on my high pitched. <laughs>
3: The prices really haven't uh, dropped per se too much on the Pirates of the Caribbean by Jersey Jack pinball. Still, everybody's trying to get their hands on it. Many people still claim it to be the greatest pinball machine created of all times. Woo. Eh. But it's still trending up to my
2: books. <laughs> that?
3: Also, trending up this week. Oh. <sighs> Sit back and be quiet, Ken, because trending
2: up this week is Kim Cromwell. That's oh, I've right. never trended up on anything, man.
0: Thanks.
3: <sighs> you are trending up. You are trending so what's up. Trending
0: down?
3: This individual is trending up because, number one, he is now a certified pinball ambassador. You heard it here. Marked by the pinball network itself. Ken Cromwell, here on out, <laughs> referred to... <laughs> here, as, he, here
5: he, hear he. Hear he, hear he as pinball ambassador.
3: So you're now a pinball ambassador, congratulations. Ken Cromwell helped raise over $50,000 to Children's Charity and Project Pinball. And this event also kind of gave us a sneak peek in a rare public showing and discussion of intercompany creators. You don't get to see that too often of individuals from Stern uh, having discussions live on air between individuals at JJP or old Bally Williams designers or code. Look, it was awesome. Ken Cromwell also conducted panel interviews with Special Win Lit Pinball Podcast, who was nominated as a top three Twippy contender for best favorite podcast of Oh, 2019. Bro, you're making me blush here. Yeah. Making me blush. And these, these conducted panel interviews are now archive time capsules for everyone to enjoy for years to come. Ken Cromwell also helped create a different type of pinball streaming channel and environment that has quickly become recognized as a standard of excellence in pinball broadcasting. I'm going to say that. He also coordinated to meet with the media event at Chicago Expo. He did that just from his own goodwill, wanting to interact between uh, the public sector and the media, so everybody can meet that. He's always Standing up for what is right and get emotional here. Even when it is tough to do so, I commend you for that, Ken Cromwell. And also, Ken Cromwell, last thing is trending up because he showed the pinball industry that pinball media can be successful while still exhibiting honesty, pride, and trust. Trending up, Ken Cromwell and never forgotten. Thank you.
2: Man, that's very, very nice of you to say all those things
3: I know and, I know uh, you hate that I'm sorry again, I I, I'm not like accepting an there. award here but you're accepting it, my it, award damn it
2: very truthfully it's all community camaraderie mm-hmm. that, it, it, that makes all that successful so yep and um, you you brought it all together kudos to buddy. everybody and I appreciate you drawing attention to some of those things it's very nice of you uh, thank you Zach gotta
3: go out thank with a bang man gotta go out with a bang ooh unfortunately going out with a bang as well Training down this week ooh is sorry I don't know why there's a fart uh, after all that nice stuff <laughs> uh but that's okay. what this show usually what is happens. Yeah. uh trending down this week is pinball media in general oh look such times that we are facing hindered media content in general as well as just podcasts in general but damn it we live in pinball we love pinball and uh, not as much content to go around right now to share. That's why you gotta always rely on uh, who you are and the entertainment that you that you bring. In addition, it's also trending down because we're getting getting uh, we're losing Ken Cromwell. So trending oh, down no, this week not- is just pinball media in general. Well, now I will say, right now uh, I'm relying, uh, I'm hoping we, we started with five founders of the pinball network, and damn it, we're down to me and my little cowboy, Cristo. Yes,
1: some
2: would say that that fate is playing out there uh zach i think it was all about you and dennis at the top of the hill as as pinball warlords as ryan
3: c ladies and gentlemen would say sounds like i'm getting a memo dennis quits (laughs) and i haven't forgot about you creasel no i haven't forgot about you you know in the in the wonderfully soulful words of bill withers
5: lean on me
3: when, when you're, you're
5: not, not strong, strong When I'll be, be your, your friend, friend. Crazy, you're the only one left I'll help you carry on For so it won't be long on. Till I'm gonna Somebody crazy to lean on, on.
4: Oh. Oh. You know what's gonna be
2: nice? is that now I will be able to go back to kind of how it was when I used to listen to your other podcast, and I can just kind of listen to you and Dennis and a Pinball Cop podcast again. I miss I miss being able to do that without kind of being on the really? inside of the podcast. If that makes sense. Yeah. So in that aspect, man, I am looking forward to hearing you guys again. It's going to be fun. Oh,
3: man, I'm not sure. how so it all started,
2: sure. man. You
5: just call, Come, call me, brother, brother. when you need a co-host.
2: We all need
3: somebody. somebody to lean on. Creasel's uh, probably not up to it, but damn it, uh, we'll go down with the fight. So this, I, this disagree. Us now. I disagree.
2: That's okay. It's going to be fun. It's what the people expect. It's what they want, and uh, there it is. So, what we enjoy.
3: Okay, let's end this little segment by giving you guys this week's Pinball Show Presents Pinball Market Trends Deals
5: of the Week. Bye, bye, bye.
3: Getting a little forceful there, kind of hurt my larynx on that one.
2: Don't don't get a podcasting injury. That'd mm. be bad if you had like a, I know, like an injured uh, vocal cord or something.
3: Yeah, business is already going down everywhere else. This is my last hope. Right? Oh wait a minute. You, you... I don't make any money off of this.
2: <laughs> well,
3: that's right. I feel like I'm hitting puberty or draining down this week. <laughs> right. right. It's lotion, mom, in that sock. It's not. Speaking of teenagers, this is a little side content here but uh, i did something uh, either admirable or dickish this last week listener and can you tell me which one it is this or that uh dickish uh, I, it's, it's dickish well <laughs> i can
2: already tell I can already tell
3: look my my son is 14 you know this yeah. you have a 14 year old son right grammy yeah
2: um, yeah yep. they can they can
3: be trying uh, to say the least. So the least. he just w- now he's got his schedule, his sleep schedule all mixed up where he's staying up all throughout the night playing his Fortnite or playing his Overwatch or whatever the hell he's doing up there, I don't want to know. Um, but he's slacking. He's not he's not fam- being around the family as much. So to impart some wisdom, I forced him to do a a writing assignment, an essay or dissertation if you will on a a, a movie review. Now is that, uh, is that dickish or admirable? He's mad. Uh,
2: uh, he's angry. Yeah, it's probably it's probably dickish. The guy's on on spring break. He's doing spring his own break? thing. with what's happening? How long is spring and, break gonna last? Uh, hey, it's spring break right now. I mean, isn't mm. it? I think it is. And 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 he's doing what he can to kind of get by. And, and you're forcing movie review. Now, what was the movie that you asked in to review? Because okay, if it was is,
3: some like this is where I'm gonna make you feel bad. Okay. Yeah. Oh so. no. I watched this film the other night, haven't seen in a long time, uh, cried throughout, uh, gritted my teeth throughout, smiled, laughed. uh, Cinemax? Every, well, (laughs) he watched enough of that probably. Uh, No, it was uh, Men of Honor. Okay. Men of Honor. I wanted him, there's some poignancy in that film, and not the greatest uh, reviewed film, but one of my favorites, because there's so much you can take away from that film. Triumph, adversity, race, uh, war, conflict. Uh, being a man, growing up, um, lost trauma.
2: Well, what was your end game with this, though? Why? I mean, why ask him to review that movie? Are you just trying to let him put things in perspective and find a hidden part of himself that he didn't know existed, and then be able to capitalize on you opening up his eyes, where he becomes triumphant and leads the house outside of a global pandemic? Like, what, what was going on here?
3: Damn it, you're in my mind. Yeah, I, I feel like kids nowadays, they are brought up on so much cynicism. And they think that cynicism equals entertainment and success. That mm-hmm. I want to, I want to kind of nip that, nip it as much as I can. And uh, so I just, I thought it would be a good exercise for him to watch this film and answer a series of, I don't know, 16 essay questions as to, um, you know, uh, what he could gain from experiencing something like this. Did
2: he do it? Did he watch the movie? And
3: uh, as we speak, he's he's up there right now. He was throwing stuff angry. This is stupid,
2: man. He's up there the right dumb, now, like,
3: watch your pouring out movie. some wild turkey.
5: He's like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. No, you it's, want it's, me to love you
3: more? I hate you more, Dad.
2: Oh, no. No. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll I'd be see. curious we'll see. to see uh, what he comes up with. And, and if, if he actually... I assume he's going to do the report. I don't know if there's a deadline, but if it's by next week, I'd like to hear his takeaway. Yeah, basically, on, uh, you know, if he...
3: He wants to continue with the privilege that he has been granted as my son and having all the resources he wants living in America, living as a, as a white male. He, he's got everything that he would ever want. He is not. The only thing that's been hard on him in his whole life is stubbing his f-ing toe. So I want him to learn about privilege. I, don't, I just think it'll be good for him and we'll have a discussion. Yeah, and uh, yeah, okay. I don't know why it took this mm-hmm. turn, but you know, <laughs> whatever Hey, I
5: mean, trends.
3: does it really make a difference? Yeah, dad, I, real admirable, yeah, Dad.
2: It's this side banter that I personally don't mind in a pinball podcast. Let's let's
3: learn not more about my public life, but a little, uh, little pinball market trends uh, deal of the week here, right out of Minestrida. Minestrida. Minnesota. Minestrida. Minestrida, Minnesota. Minnesota.
2: What's Minestrida? I don't even know what that means.
5: It's a Minestrida. It's got a lot of uh, carbs. It's a. Uh, Oh,
3: I don't, it's a city. It's a city right outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. A uh, pensider okay. by the name of Viddy. How much was that? Eh, about three Viddy. <laughs> He's got a Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory collector's edition. You know how beautiful this pinball machine is, listener. Oh, Ken, do you not drool when you look at this collector's edition of Willy Wonka? Mm.
2: It's, it's the best looking edition, in my opinion. Is this Damn!
3: For sure. Oh, objectively, one of the most beautiful pinball machines ever made. This is number fifty, nice even number there. Number fifty, like new condition. He purchased it at the end of December two thousand and nineteen. No play field issues. He's even got the pin stadium omegas oh, on there. A little mod, couple three D wonka factory. It's only got one hundred and fifty four plays. Price, new, twelve thousand five hundred plus shipping. But the deal of the week, he's got this thing at eleven k. Bye bye bye. Wow! Plus, I bet if you told him ten-five cash, he would take it. He's also up for local pickup, or he's willing to blanket wrap it for shipment. He's also looking for some trades. I just think this is a uh, a general good a uh, good old deal of the week. And our other ooh, another deal of the week here is by oh Z Manny from Flipping Out Pinball, Evansville, Indiana. How about that? Uh, hmm. Let's see a you uh, Stern Stranger Things Pro. Okay, what's so special? Oh. UV kit already does it, installed. Does it have, I dollars
2: going to UV kit? <gasps> Nice. Ooh, low nice. plays.
3: Wow. Safe. Safe. Safe.
5: And bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. 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 Absolutely. Sorry for your ears, there, Kenny. And our last deal of the week is ooh, a Batman 66 LE. They don't come up very often, but this one's in Alpharetta, Georgia, by J. W. Nay, and you can purchase this one. This is the lowest one I've seen in quite some time. This is number 113. Limited Edition Batman sixty six home use only by Stern Pinball 555 8, yeah that's fair. Now, these things these things typically sell for about ten grand eighty eight hundred. Just think about the topper people that topper you can't buy it that topper is gorgeous. So
2: the, the LE came with the topper. I thought I thought only the Super LE came with the topper.
3: Nope, the LE and the Super LE both came with that topper.
2: Didn't realize that
3: eighty eight hundred dollars. He did say it's firm. Eh, Rub me wrong there, J Dubnay. Offer him eighty five cash. He'll take it.
2: Yeah. Whenever I see firm, like it's, I understand you don't want to get lowballed, but when you say firm, it almost makes some people want to see how firm you are. You know. What yeah, I mean?
3: You know. You know what happens when something's firm? It softens up a little bit.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if it's eighty five hundred firm, and I say, all right, how about eighty four seventy five? I mean, if you're that firm, that twenty five dollars on an eighty five hundred dollar purchase would would skew you the opposite direction. That's pretty firm. Uh, I
3: don't know. Bill Webb would be like, uh, it's integrity, you son of a bitch. Well, nope.
2: That's that's true, though. That's true. And that's... that. <laughs> I said got firm, principle. I mean firm. Right, right. But I mean, Principal. firm is always like, eh. Huh.
3: All the webs had principle. Bye, bye,
2: bye! Right. I would always just kind of say, like, I, I feel that I've priced this extremely fair. So, and, <sighs> and then that's, you know, that's just kind of it. It's my way of saying firm. And that was pinball market trends. Oh, well, that was very somber on the way out.
3: Yeah. When I was first starting the segment on This Week in Pinball, it started out very much... Uh, non-used car salesman, like a new car salesman. Hey, it is what it is. Here's the warranty. Okay, yeah. I'll go talk to the
2: manager. But yeah, so I'm going to end it on that.
3: But it's not going away, rain, to Here to stay.
2: <laughs> Deals to be had all over the place. You know what I'm noticing is like right now, one of the things I'm missing most in my life, just to kind of pass time, sports. Mm. Baseball for me, I'm such a huge MLB baseball yeah, fan. Yeah, I know you like that baseball. Yeah. 162 games. I'm a big Cubs fan. I know at any time, I mean, within reason on every single day, there's a game that I can catch somewhere in the major leagues and it's it's not there anymore and it no. kills me. And for a lot of people, the most exciting time of the year is like March Madness and your tournament Ooh, yeah. brackets. What we've seen recently now in, in a creative approach to kind of simulate a sports tournament bracket was something that Stern Pinball has shared with everybody. Did you want to get into that a little bit?
3: Stern Pinball announced that they first they like they teased it and then the next day they came out with it. But I think it is a great marketing move and it's a lot of fun. There is an like a, a bracket of Stern Pinball machines to figure out which one the greatest is of all times and uh and fans of stern pinball and pinball in general can submit their brackets to stern pinball and i think there's prizes and stuff that are going to be given away uh, and revealed so it's a lot of fun so i figured what better than to see what crummy's picks are and my picks are and what we are going to call the pinball shows
5: stern showdown showdown
2: so I, I don't mind doing this. I, I'll i be honest. I'm not a fan of this type of thing. I know you hate it. That's why I wanted to dis- do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a way for me to go out is to do a segment that usually perturbs yeah. the hell out of me. Yeah. And that is because this is what I always think. it? I mean, come on. Who cares what I think is the, yeah. but for the sake of conversation and for the sake of legitimately not much going on, I guess it makes sense to do it. The only thing that I would ask is, how many games are on? How many are in this tournament bracket? We'll,
3: we'll get through it. Stop. Stop worrying about it. Can we just get through it? You ready to I jump in? I, just, I don't want to spend 15, 20 minutes on this. No, we're going to spend an hour and a half. Thing. It'll be fine. All right. No, first bracket no. set up. The matchup is Lord of the Rings or Mustang, Kim?
2: Lord of the Rings.
3: Boom. I'm going Lord of the Rings as well. Guardians of the Galaxy or Batman 66.
2: Oh, I don't have much time on Guardians of the Galaxy, and I have a little bit more time on Batman 66. I would say if I had to have one in my house, it mm-hmm. would be Batman 66.
3: Ooh, he's going Batman 66, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go for the underdog in Guardians there. I enjoy Guardians, more. Okay. okay. Yeah, shout out to uh, Borky. Uh, Game of Thrones or Kiss? Um,
2: I Ooh. am a Game of Thrones pro fan, not premium, and mm-hmm. Kiss is a miss for me on theme, although I think it, it's a great shooter and the code's come along, but I'm going to have to go got. Oh, he's,
3: what he's getting you? got on that one. I'm getting not. Give me Borgie's Kios. Woo! look at this. I enjoy more. It's an upset pick there in the, the mid, uh, mid-bracket. mid Also, we have Family and Guy and and or The Walking Dead. This. Now, I will say Family Guy uh, is a crap pin, but The Walking Dead, it was really unfair, I think, of, Stern, uh, of the Stern League here. To put Lord of the Rings and Walking Dead in the same bracket, not very cool, bros.
2: It's tough. Hey, it's it's how it plays out though. You know, sometimes. So that's you're just going what
3: happens. Walking Dead there, right? I'm going Walking Dead for sure. Okay. How about you? And I'm sure you games are. Ever made. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah. Put it as a number two seed. I don't
3: appreciate that, Stern. Back up to the number one seed in the East Division. Jurassic Park or World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. Well,
2: after absolutely no consideration on this, it's Jurassic Park. Right. <laughs>
3: X Men or Elvira House of Horrors? Eho. Okay, Eho for me too. Iron Man or Stranger Things?
2: Stranger Things. <plastics> <sucking noise> now, I'm completely biased on <lington noise> Stranger Things because of the theme, but I legitimately would prefer to play Stranger Things than Iron Man. And that's not saying that Iron Man's not a good shooter, a good player. No, these are our preferences. Yeah, sure.
3: And objectively, Stranger Things is yep. actually a better game. Oh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, I Can Believe It, or Metallica. Yep. Metallica. I'm gonna at the go two Ripley's.
2: Believe it or not, <gasps> Ripley's with I can't the upset that. over Metallica. What about you? I'm gonna go Metallica on that one. It's tried and true. This is, it was like my my weird eight seed that came out of nowhere that just took down a juggernaut with Ripley's. Yeah. Believe it or not,
3: in Wichita State
2: every year. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly.
5: ACDC
3: doohy, or Transformers? Doohy. I'm sorry. What was that? <clears throat> ACDC or Transformers?
2: Uh absolutely ACDC for me. Okay. Um, I'll go ACDC
3: because of the music.
2: I will go ACDC because of the music and and I I love the artwork, man. On ACDC. dc uh, for art, now, when I say artwork, I mean the Lucy Cab. I like I I like that that edition.
3: Yeah, I'm, right. I might uh, I might actually prefer shooting Transformers a little more. Nah, yeah, I don't know. On to the well, next. one. Well, and you
2: are recently coming off of a Transformers too, where mm-hmm. you're like, you know, this game has more more than meets the eye. I think is what we said last time. Oh
3: wow. Okay. God, I'm gonna miss you. Uh, the Beatles or Star Trek? This. Is really tough. This oh, is, is a tough man. eight nine seed here.
2: That's like which uncle do you prefer mm. almost where it's not as close to your heart.
3: Shout out to Zach Sharp on this one. Yeah. The Beatles are um, Star Trek.
2: They're such mm. they're so fun in their own right. But yeah. I'm thinking to myself, if I could mm. only own one and I could never own the other, I would go
1: Beatles. Wow. Wow. Is that crazy or is that crazy?
3: Upset and double shock it. I'll go Beatles as well.
2: Really? Hey. There we go. See, now, and who would have thought when that game came out that we'd be discussing it taking down a Star Trek. Arguably one of the greatest Stern
3: pinball machines of all time and the single greatest repeatable shot in pinball. Yes. The Beatles. Um, Wow. This next one, next one's a little eh, eh, Spider Man or the Munsters.
2: Uh, <laughs> I was, i'm gonna go oh jeez hmm i'm gonna go i'm gonna go monsters whoa i'm gonna go monsters over spider-man that's and an upset it, it is an upset on that now some of you are gonna say well you said monsters because you're friends with dwight sullivan yeah and that's maybe, what a lot of them said <laughs> may, maybe maybe I heard that, may, maybe that played into it Shall? but i'll tell you what spider-man doesn't call me in Artwork and music and animations and stuff. Like, I'm going to go Monsters. I'm going to go with the more modern day pinball machine on that one. Uh, what about you?
3: Boy, I don't want either one of them. I'm not the fondest of either one of them. Monsters okay. checks every box except for one. Uh, Spider Man doesn't check as many boxes.
2: It's such a good shooter on Monsters, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having said that, give me Spider Man. Really? Me I, Spider-Man. I mean, that's fair. It's fair enough. Mm, Would you go Spider Man or Spider Man Vault?
3: Oh God, the, the call-outs in the vault are pretty atrocious, but the artwork on the original doesn't hold a flame to the comic. I'll take the comic just because it's pretty, and I'm not going to play that game either way.
4: Yep. On I... to
3: the next one. We got the uh ooh, the Simpsons Pinball Party or Pirates
2: of the Caribbean. You're gonna think I'm weird here, and, and I and I'm going to pick Simpsons Pinball Party over Pirates of the Caribbean. Why is that but... weird? Uh, because I am not as heavy into Simpsons Pinball Party as most other people, and I'm missing something. and And it seems like that game is everything that pinball is supposed to be. But I think because I was more of a South Park fan than I ever was a Simpsons fan, that the theme itself was mm. lost on me. And that's the power of a theme. Where because if I think that if that was South Park themed, uh, that might have been one of the most unbelievable games that I probably ever played. So it just kind of so going pirates that way. there. No, no, no! I'm gonna go Simpsons. I'm gonna go with T. You just argued the point of why TPSS. <laughs> okay. Well, no, because like as I'm taking it you're because it's a heavy it favorite, but it's not a heavy favorite for me personally, like in pinball, like I gotcha. grand scheme of things. So you might see TPSS, the pinball Simpsons or pinball, mm-hmm. no, the Simpsons pinball party mm-hmm. TSPP, uh, not survive the next round. And talk about spitting in your mic, man. See, I'm getting rusty.
3: Either one of those is going to get knocked off. I don't think I don't think uh, Simpsons Pinball Party deserves the number two seed spot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever, Sharp. Uh, I'll let you have that one. I'm right. going to go. Uh, it doesn't matter t- for Tad here. Let's just go Simpsons. Okay. On to the South Division. We've got, ooh, a number one seeded Deadpool. Interesting they chose that. They're over Walking Dead in a two seed, whatever. Uh, Deadpool mm-hmm. or Avengers.
2: Oh, absolutely Deadpool.
3: Deadpool with me as well, but you gotta have the premium LE. Tron or Black Knight Sword of Rage?
2: Are, are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Black Knight Sword of Rage. Whoa. I never was able to get into Tron. I don't know why. I never i would if someone said you can have a Tron right now and I'm not talking about value if you wanted to flip or resell or any of that but you, you had to play a Tron for the next 12 months solely or a black Knight sword of rage I believe it man i, I would I would what, go a black Pro, Knight sword premium rage. LE, which one are you going there I would go uh, black Knight sword of rage premium or a premium mm. LE, same thing mm, okay you know some people aren't a big fan of that upper play field but I mean that upper play field is it's serviceable for me And, you know, I also want to say that as we're going through these picks, these are just my personal picks, not as somebody that's this pinball expert reviewer on what I would suggest to every single other person. This is my personal preference. So as trivial as it may be, you cannot argue with somebody's personal opinion. And that's where I'm stating my I would fill this sheet out differently if I was
3: doing objectivity. But I'm going to say you were smoking crack on that last one. I'm going Tron.
2: Yeah. Okay, 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 fair enough. Uh, up on the next fair one, enough. one
3: of my favorites, Ghostbusters, or one of my favorite Star Wars. Now, Zach Sharp, you dick. Ghostbusters mm. or Star Wars? Those are two single-handedly, two of my favorite top five sterns of all time, and he's going to put them together. We're going to call this an 8-9 seed. Jeez. Yeah. They're
2: both Dwight Sullivan code games, too. Oh. Um, it, Between the two, though, I would go Ghostbusters. Oh.
3: This one, I'm going to spare anyone from having to think me to think about so i'm not going to think about it because i'd be here all day they're both my children mm-hmm. <sighs> give me ghostbusters yep me too pro
2: and i and i and i and really like do like star premium. wars yeah i'm so a premium ghostbusters. Here.
3: all right and last one aerosmith or iron maiden mm.
2: uh i would i would go iron maiden and it's because of the ingenuity of that playfield design which is a little bit different than what i'm kind of typically used to with with like a John Borg type of a design. What about yeah, you? Yeah, it's,
3: it's music pins matched up against one another. One has the better music. One has the better game. I'm going Iron Maiden.
2: Wow, okay. There we go. Back up to we the
3: agree. top of our brackets. Ken, you going Lord of the Rings or Batman 66? Lord of the Rings. Now, for me, it's on that same brackets. Lord of the Rings or Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going Lord of the Rings. Okay. So we drop down. We now have the decision for you, Ken. Game of Thrones mm-hmm. or The Walking Dead?
2: I am going to go The Walking Dead Whoa. over Game of Thrones. Okay.
3: And for me, and that decision have? is Kiss or The Walking Dead. I'm going to go The Walking Dead. Dropping down to the west bracket, we're going to go, for you, the choice is Jurassic Park or Elvira House of Horse, And it's the same decision I have to make.
2: Man, and it's a hard decision Ooh. because trending for me lately mm-hmm. has been Elvira's House of horrors, and it's been because it's been removed from my ability to play. I've been craving Ugh, it more that's tough um, it's very very tough if people I should have, know that that
3: is a that's a
2: tough one it's a tough one and and I feel like regardless of what I pick here I, there's a strong argument that could be made that I'm making the wrong pick um and it's hard too because Jurassic Park code wise is so much more evolved than Elvira is. So oh, I would say, is. as is,
4: damn near perfect to, game.
2: I would have to go Jurassic Park over Eho okay. right now. How about, man? And, that, and I feel almost like it's sad hard to say, wasn't it. it? Yeah, it really, really is. What do, you, what do you think? And I'm really curious to see because I know how passionate you are with at least one of these games. I'm not going to say which one I think that you would
3: pick. Listeners, this weekend I did just pick up a Jurassic Park LE. Just saying mm-hmm um but, that's right but which one am i playing now which one do i prefer today if you're asking me to fill out this bracket today no no no.
2: Wait, which which one are you as is which one of these games if it was the only machine that you could have in your house for the next year oh ken and, and that's how you have to look
3: at it for me i mean it's tough for me because i just got the jurassic park in. i've I been know. playing a lot of elvira
2: there's got to be consequence to your decision so
3: are we I are okay all right here's the here's the last you know what question what I mean? and i'll pick Okay. Is it code as is or likely yes. where code will go? Nope.
2: It's right now as the game stands. Like you will not get a code so update a one, on either of these pins. It's So 1.0 right
3: code versus a 0. 0.9 something code.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's what weighed heavily into my decision. I feel more pulled in with Elvira. Give me Elvira. Yeah, fair enough, too. Uh, where where the Elvira calls to me more.
3: Games stick that are kind of difficult. They have a depth of code, and they pull me in for some reason. For some reason, Elvira pulls me in, even though Jurassic Park is the damned nicest theme out there. I don't know why. Today I'm picking Elvira.
2: Again, it was Playfield, and it was uh, the amount of shots on Jurassic Park a mm. little added level of complexity of those shots on Jurassic yeah. Park the unique modes and different ways in which you can start games on Jurassic Park I, I think I mean yeah. both games are are great for me but again as is right now if I had to pick one it'd be Jurassic Park yeah Man, I think that was tough. the most
3: difficult de- let's just end it decision here. for me so far yeah Let's end All it right.
2: here Zach let's call it a day It's like I don't. Your next pick
3: has to be between Stranger Things and Ripley's Believe It or Not.
2: Stranger Things.
3: Ooh, he didn't believe it. He's going Stranger Things. For me, the decision is now Stranger Things or Metallica. People are gonna throw tomatoes. Yeah, they will. They're gonna throw tomatoes. But I know what you got. Show me what you got. I've enjoyed Stranger Things more today than I have of any time I've ever played or owned Metallica. Give me. Stranger yes. Things for the upset, awesome. Back to the top of awesome. our East bracket. Can you have to decide ACDC or Beatles? The same thing I have to decide ACDC or Beatles. The two music pins going at it. Yep,
2: great pins, Richie and Gomi. Uh, but I am going Beatles on this, holy because moly. Because I just the re- replayability for me on both of these pins. Like I, I could see me, and I've had both of these pins. Like going back to Beatles. um, Time and time Beatles again. Beatles into
3: the Elite Eight for both of us. Put me down for yes. Beatles as well. good.
2: I like that. Beatles oh. got hot right into tournament time. Yep.
3: I get lost in the code of ACDC and Beatles. That code is perfection with the level system and that ripping now, spin. Now, when that,
2: when that game had come out, people would have thought it would have ended up in the NIT tournament. That's not the NCAA tournament. And now here it is advancing on in the uh, NCAA of Stern. Absolutely.
3: We're going to shift our attention down your decision. Can I I tell you something really quick?
2: I'm actually having more fun with this segment than I originally had anticipated doing (laughs) Thank God. So, so (laughs) thanks, man. See, you you just try things. You don't just judge something without playing it. I'm enjoying this game as I get more time on it, Zach.
3: I still don't like Brussels sprouts. Ken, your next decision on the Stern Showdown Bracket 2020 is Monsters Pinball or the Simpsons Pinball Party?
2: I would go Simpsons Pinball Party over Monsters.
3: Okay. And the Elite Eight is the Simpsons Pinball Party. My decision is between Spider Man or the Mm -hmm. Simpsons Pinball Party. I'm picking Dope all day long.
2: Yep. No surprises there.
3: Continuing in the North Division, our decision or yours is Deadpool? Or Black Knight Sword of Rage? Mm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go Deadpool, and although, again, I thoroughly enjoy... And I don't feel bad making these picks. You know why I don't feel bad picking these games over other games? Because Stern is asking us to do this. So, you know what? I'm going... Black Knight Sword of Rage is leaving the tournament right now.
3: I figured this is the last time I was going to be able to get you to talk about Stern.
2: So it's it's probably it probably is. Uh, you know, yeah. assuming I'm not fired by Christmas, I should You're not just, be really fired discussing. By Christmas <laughs> should not be discussing pinball manufacturers uh, as publicly as I might oh, be used to. But God. we've we've always been fair on our takes, so that's okay. God, I want a Jersey Jack
3: pinball T-shirt that says "Fired by Christmas, Ken Cromwell." That'd be
2: <laughs> <great>. <laughs> That's right. Well, all right. Trending up next week.
3: Uh, I need to decide between Deadpool and Tron. This is not an easy decision. Really? Deadpool or Tron. See, yeah, now you
2: started off not, on, not riding the Deadpool train, like it, but the game grew on you over time. And I think you had a, like a, a more of an appreciation mm-hmm. after. Yeah. Was, it, was it like the second time you kind of got in on a Deadpool, or was it just after it was, the code? You know what changed was, that game was when Tanya Kleiss allowed stacking of the modes. Yeah, for me, that changed how that whole game played. But I was enjoying it prior to that also. For me, it was when
3: we took in a premium on trade and just seeing the different mm-hmm. mechanics that were used. With uh, I, I was separated by the code for probably over a half a year. or So I picked up new code and new mechanical features that I think play so well into the premium le version. Yeah, that that's why I fell in love with Deadpool again. Now I do love Tron. Tron's simplicity and beauty uh, maybe puts it over the top here for me. Oh, Tron or Deadpool.
2: It's a Deadpool buzzer beater right a, here. The clock's ticking down. You're long, right outside three-point range. Speed. You're trailing by two. God, give me Tron. Oh, my gosh. you got to be kidding me. Tron advanced. Wow. That was, that was tough. That I'm, I'm, say, uh, I'm very shocked. So right now, you would rather <sighs> play Tron as is for the next year Instead of playing Deadpool Premium as is for the next year, you'd rather have Tron. <sighs> to, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page on on the consequences. Well, I mean, there's no horrible consequences here. You're, you're playing one of two great games. And I'm not trying to sell you either I, way. I think so. You think, you think Deadpool might be a little deeper than Tron, though? Uh, a lot deeper
3: than Tron. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it looks better. Yeah, I said it. The artwork okay. on Tron is just... It doesn't make up for those LE light cycle uh, wraparound ramp things. Uh,
2: the artwork on Tron on? Is, is better than the artwork on Deadpool?
3: No, I'm saying Deadpool oh, is okay. more beautiful, yes. even yes. with those steel wires. There's nothing stuff. like
2: ripping the disco loop spinner. Oh, damn it, and Ken. And feed to the flipper and just get that going sequentially. And then one of my favorite multiballs in all of pinball is mech suit ah. multiball. I just love it, man. And I love hearing Jerry Thompson's voice throughout that
1: game.
3: I'm still chasing the final wizard mode on Tron. The Zen shot. Yeah, okay. uh, Or I think it's a Zen shot. Or the gym shot is just spectacular. I love right. the EL wire ramps. The fluorescence you can put in those. Is up. Yeah, I'm going to go sure, Tron, but sure. that might have been okay. a mistake.
2: No, no, no. Sorry, there's no <sighs> mistakes nec- here, man. Yeah, there is.
3: All <laughs> right. No, Our next decision no. is one of the same. It is Ghostbusters or Iron Maiden.
2: So for me personally, I, I'm... I'm going to probably surprise people but I'm going to go Ghostbusters here.
3: Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. I'm going Ghostbusters <laughs> <laughs> as well.
2: Are you really? That's so You know what's funny is sometimes I think we we probably get there's we we are questioned on on our true feelings on some of these games and uh but here we are a lot of what we're picking is similar and and a lot of the controversial picks mm-hmm. we're both on the same page. No wonder we get along.
3: Yeah, see?
2: Yeah, I like it. You you gotta cue the uh, You Got a Friend of Me music here. You You got a Friend
5: of Me. (laughs) (laughs) You You got got a Friend of Me.
2: Randy Newman.
5: With With Bode
2: such an head. odd.
5: In your yeah. A <laughs> such an odd.
3: Can Yes, but I like it. Uh, I like you can it. remember what your old pal said, because you got a friend of me. Let's see what gets to the final four in here, the Stern Showdown.
2: Man, right. I love it. This is fun. The
3: decision that we both have to make is one that will shape history from here on out. It is what I have said in the past as number 1A and 1B of Stern's Greatest Pinball Machines Ever Made. I said that publicly, and then all these cool games came out. But it is this, Lord of the Rings, Mm. designed by George Gomez. Yes. Mm. Mm. Keith Johnson on code. Yes. Or do we go The Walking Dead, arguably Lyman Sheets' masterpiece code, and John Borg's most beautiful, wonderful, fun, brutal layout. Yes. Lord of the Rings or The Walking Dead. This is oh, this is one when I'm filling out the NCAA bracket, I skip it until the end.
2: Yeah, and it's hard because you can see either of these advancing, and it's really who's going to show up to play on that day. It's going to be it's going to mm. be close. I almost want to let you take lead here. And okay. it's, I'm, not, right. I'm not gonna my my pick. I, I know what my pick is. That's fair. That's fair. And I'm and I'm not going to be influenced by what you're going to pick. But since I kind of let in leading up to the final four, I think we'll transition here for a little bit, and then for maybe like the final, I, or we'll we'll both say our winner at the same time. It'll okay,
3: I like it. I like it.
2: Sound good? Okay. okay.
3: For me, my thought processes on this is, which one do I enjoy more? Yes. Which one do I want to see in my game collection? If it's a single pin, which one do I play all year long?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't like the looks of any and would love to see both redone with Reskinned. a better art package. Fair enough. I'd love to see Lord of the Rings get the the beauty of an LCD screen and those, those film clips like the Hobbit did with Jersey Jack pinball more than anything. Right. I think some of the moments, the Lord of the Rings, you can't pass them up. Layout wise, the walking dead is a brutal monster. Lord of the Rings yes. is yes, a long yes. ball time player. Uh huh. For me theme, Lord of the Rings is going to have the edge because it's just, it, it's never forgettable. The Walking sure. Dead Calls is you. now cruising down the hill. Mm-hmm. So does theme really ring a bell on The Walking Dead in years to come as much as it does Lord of the Rings? Fly, you fools!
2: Yeah. Theme's already played a, a, a vital role in a decision I made prior, so I can understand the the importance of theme.
3: This is two of the greatest codes that stern has ever produced It's yes. this, this is battle of the coders right here no offense to Borg or, or gomi but damn it ken this is keith johnson's masterpiece and lyman's masterpiece up against one another this is ridiculous give me coral the walking dead give me the walking dead
5: <laughs> the code
2: is just so addictive so how, addictive. Do you, how do you uh, I mean, does it feel good to get that off your chest or do you feel uneasy about the decision? Oh, I feel like I just cheated on my wife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this does not feel good oh. at all. Oh, man. You know, and the thing with uh, getting the Valinor the on Lord of the bomb, Rings, baby. it's like one She's of those got things the that
3: Walker bomb.
2: nobody gets to Valinor, right? On Lord of the Rings. It's like oh, that elusive. But it's there. Deep, deep, deep. Code. Eric I'm, I'm does. Going, I am going I'm going opposite. I'm going to Lord of the Rings mm, on I this. Can't argue. And uh, for me, I think theme is heavily influenced wow. me because where Walking Dead is great, Lord of the Rings is just iconic. Ugh. And I agreed with a lot of what you said in the comparisons. So there's no loser here. There I, ca- I kind
3: of cheated there because coming off my bench was Cleveland. So I had a little help.
2: And I could arguably say that I had pin sound that I just recently installed mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings that brings this game to super life. Yeah, you and had Wooly on your awesome. bench there, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yes, I did. So you had. Oh. Cle- How funny is that? Like, weighing in our decisions <laughs> for Stern's best game are two aftermarket mods in the Cleveland yeah. sound ROM yeah. and then the pin sound Wooly mix. Yeah. I mean, that is hilarious. Oh. I like it, though.
3: Progressing into the final four is Walking Dead for myself and Lord of the Rings for Ken Cromwell. We're, so we're split there. Let's see who else will find their way into the prestigious final four, the stern showdown. We're gonna go. The decision you have to make, Cromwell, is Jurassic Park, designed by Keith Elwin, yes. Jerry Thompson on sound. Oh baby, Yes, make a one code. Or are you gonna go Stranger Things? Your you've publicly said it. Your dream theme. That's your decision. My decision has to be between Elvira House of Horrors with the upset over Jurassic Park, Mm -hmm. Elvira, or Stranger Things.
2: Man, so you got Elvira or Stranger Things. I've got Jurassic Park versus Stranger
3: Things. Yeah, objectively, Elvira House of Horrors is a better game. Objectively. But we're not talking about objectivity here. I'm not filling out my spreadsheet based on facts. Right. I'm filling out my bracket based on on me heart and me heart says stranger things is the one that single-handedly you have played the most of since it came into your basement you Mm -hmm. son of a bitch you better go with what your heart tells you in stranger things
2: wow so stranger things final four advances over elvira's house of horrors (sighs) that's a tough decision to make that's it is I think I might have even asked you that exact question maybe mm-hmm. last week or the week prior. Stranger Things or Elvira's House of Horrors right now? Um,
3: I like where Elvira's code is going and Stranger look, look Things. Look where Stranger
2: but, Things is is trending for you amongst all of Stern's best titles of all time. Yeah,
3: and Ken, you know, I'm going to get some shit for it. I'm going to get some shit for that pick because people are going to say, uh, you, you got know, it, your sheer Shield, your inventory. Ken Cromwell, you know how honest, everybody knows how honest you are. Yes. Tell them. I stand behind that pin, don't I?
2: Yes. And I will say this. My reputation for whatever it is, if I thought for certain or even had a was curious that he might be shilling, I would have just as much fun poking at him about it mm-hmm. as everybody else likes to do. I promise you this. I have conversations with this guy off of the mics. Exponentially more than we do when we're on here, mm-hmm. and never once have we had a private conversation in regards to opinions of a pinball machine that he hadn't exactly expressed in the way that he had done privately on on the podcast. So I love that. I know game. for yeah, I I know for a fact how heavily in the Stranger Things that you are. And look, you got to tweak it.
3: I'm here to tell you, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to tweak your game. Hell, I'm still tweaking mine. I get it, but it's that good. It's just that good to me.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, I enjoy Stranger Things a lot, too, and theme is huge for me on Stranger Things. I've got to bring this up against Jurassic Park. Ooh. I questioned... Titans when it comes to yes. theme. Titans. Back in the day, back in the old days, especially when lit like pinball podcast. I remember having this conversation with Bill Webb, and I said, is Jurassic Park the greatest stern pinball machine of all time? Mm. And we really went back and forth on it, and uh, there was no definitive answer where i think jurassic park may be the best stern pinball machine of all time maybe stranger things is such a fun shooter it's it's a brian eddie game oh no Kim. it's my dream theme oh no! the audio package as is i think is outstanding and the code is still advancing as we are under 0.90 so for this round, oh, no. I am going to have to go with Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's, I got to go Jurassic Park right now. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, I, think I that's tip a... my
2: hand, my hat to both of these teams that were involved in these games. I would not be disappointed to have either one of these games in my collection for the next year. Um, but right now, as is, Code is the deci- is the mm-hmm. decider for me. Uh, and with Jurassic Park being advanced, we and I you know, I don't have to say this every time I pick Jurassic Park. Uh, it's Jurassic Park for me right now. and and it's a hard decision because I'd be sad to not play stranger things
3: in my game room. I have three Sternellis all pretty in a row beside each other, and they're Jurassic Park, Elvira, and Stranger things.
2: yeah, that's that's a great collection, man. Mm-hmm. Great collection onward to the East
3: division semifinals, which one advances to the final four? Both of our decisions will have to be between Beatles or Simpsons Pinball Party.
2: Well, now, see, now, a lot of people would look at this and be like, why is this? Why is there even any thought behind this? Some people said, why is Beatles even in this bracket? And Exactly, right? Like, this is the Cinderella story. And the one thing I realized about a Cinderella story is that a Cinderella story does not always have, like, a fairy tale ending. It oh. just just doesn't. Right, so Cinderella story. Let's oh, get her in the hole. <laughs> does Does Beatles continue to knock off teams, or do they come up against you know a, a Duke University or mm. Kansas at this point, and do they bow out and say that it was a good run, guys? Let's Let's come back and get them next year. Valparaiso,
3: baby. Valparaiso. What you- Here's what I think. I think that you have the Simpsons pinball party, which is mm-hmm. one of the deepest rule sets ever seen in a stern pinball machine. Yes. However, it's a bit dated now. Simpsons, uh, the theme is not as prevalent. And if we're talking shooters, I know which one I'd rather shoot when I'm talking flow, when I'm Mm -hmm. talking smoothness. And for me, Beatles pinball is Mm -hmm. the greatest stern pinball machine ever made to play with others. Give me Beatles in the final four.
2: Yep. And I'm going to agree with you 100%. I'm going to take... What some would perceive as the upset. I would take Beatles. Again, this is just our personal opinions. Yeah. And to I me, it's not an upset, Beatles Ken. Over, it's uh, not an no, upset. it's not. It's This isn't something that I had to think hard about when nope. I saw it come up in the bracket. I already knew that I was going to take Beatles. The, 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 my biggest concern on picking Beatles was not that I couldn't play the Simpsons Pinball Party, but it was the the potential public outlash <laughs> that yeah, I will receive right. for picking Beatles over uh, the Simpsons Pinball Party. Uh, but I stand by the decision The Dark Horse continues to roll on, and I love it. Yeah, We, did, it.
3: I, we didn't put these brackets together. We're just answering no. the questions.
2: You know what? And you could take chalk all day. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is what it is. And maybe that's. that's I'm what really makes thinking fun. at it from fun factor. It is fun. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Last
3: final four okay. spot. We got one spot left in our final four. For me, it's the decision between Tron or Ghostbusters. Mm hmm. For you, it's the decision between Deadpool and Ghostbusters. One that I know yep. you will not take lightly. Two of your favorite turns ever made.
2: Yep. Absolutely.
3: For me. This is no question. Hell, it's not even close. It's really? Ghostbusters.
2: Okay, so Ghostbusters over Tron.
3: Yes, not, uh, n- no hesitation.
2: Ghostbusters. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh only if it's a Pro. Ghostbusters Pro mm-hmm. over Tron. Now, so when I when I think of this, and I'm not going to deep dive this decision because it is what it is. Both pins are real special for me and especially Ghostbusters was I think the first Stern pinball machine that, well, it was my first one. This new is box. the first new one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was a premium, and it was like the first time where I was just like, "Man, this is this is pretty crazy." But all that being said, mm. I'm gonna go Deadpool because wow. it is that fun to me. Mm. If somebody said you could have Deadpool or Ghostbusters right now, I would take the Deadpool, and that's that's just that tough. says you a know lot. What I think it is that says a lot. The, the the Deadpool shots are more satisfying for me.
4: Mm, than I can see that some
2: of the Ghostbusters shots. uh, I can definitely see that. But the audio packages on both are killer. But I really feel like it's just a fun party pin when I'm playing Deadpool. So, yeah.
3: Let's look at, as we're entering in Zach and Cromwell's Stern Showdown 2020, let's take a closer look in the Final
2: Four for Ken Cromwell. Let's see how these Final Fours match up, because I'm curious to see if we have the same. Yeah, interestingly enough, of the two entrants,
3: only one pin is, Mm-hmm. has been decided by both. Up in the East round, it's the Beatles. Both yes. are agreeable that the Beatles belongs in the top four. However, all three other categories are different. Ken is going Lord of the Rings. Zach's going The Walking Dead. Ken's going Jurassic Park. Zack is going Stranger Things. Wow. Ken is going Deadpool. Zach is going Ghostbusters.
2: Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. So combined, our top, what is that, seven pins of Stern all-time, and not in, the, in any particular order, Beatles, Lord of the Rings, Walking Dead, Jurassic Park, Stranger Things, Deadpool, and Ghostbusters. Yep. So that would be like a seven-pin collection of freaking all-time.
4: Put it in Stern. the bank.
3: Absolutely. Yep. yep. Now, you know what? I might be in agreement with you that those t- those seven pins between us, I think, might be the seven best pins the Stern's made. I
5: think yeah, we did a I mean, good job.
2: It, I think we did too, and and I think some people will question Stranger Things busting in at, the, at in a top seven because again it's still early mm-hmm. and the jury's still out on that game for some people. Yep. Uh, but I, I think rightfully so. For me, from a fun factor, it it deserves a, a top ten spot. So well, yeah, I like it. Let's get into. I'm, I'm happy with this. It. Let's see which
3: ones are going to go to the final countdown. Ken, I'm going to let you answer to enter into the championship game. Lord of the Rings. Or Jurassic Park.
2: That is a, John, that is, what a this tough is the decision. Mo- I was just going to say, John. this is right now the toughest decision for me oh, to geez. make since we've been kind of going through the tournament brackets. Mm-hmm. Both games, we discussed why we like both on several different occasions. I'm not going to rehash that. If I, if I could keep one of those games right now.
3: Mm, one's a lot prettier. I know. One's well. got an LCD screen.
2: It's 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 modern cool greatness versus like heart of pinball greatness. Yeah, for Stern and the uh, classic
3: versus the new king.
2: I am. Mm.
3: F- this is f- man. Yeah, Lord of the Rings or Jurassic Park.
2: After and and yeah. for those that are S- listening to this, into
3: deliberation.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. It's been shortened for the sake of everybody's sanity because I really had to think long and hard about this. And way and and really, it was like the Ben Franklin close for me. It was a, a, a list of <laughs> a list of pros versus a list of cons, and see which weighed out the other. You know, one way or the other. And I think that I really have to go on this one. Um, oh, no, I don't even know which one you're going here. I I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going go Lord what- of the Rings. Oh. I'm going Lord of the Rings on this. Whoa. Oh my gosh! I don't. What did I do? Whoa. What did I just do? What did I do? Lord of the Rings, and it's and it was and this I I am such a big fan of modern day pinball. What's happening with all these pinball companies? Lord of the Rings is one of those games from that DMD era, and, and because we're talking Stern, that super long ball times, but it's got more moments. It does, and that's what it comes down for me mm-hmm. is pinball moments. When I'm playing Jurassic Park as fun as it is and as flowy as it can be, with the occasional stop and go, and there are moments in there, there are not some of the more impressionable moments that recapture the theme mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings does versus what Jurassic Park was able to do theme wise mm. under their licensing restrictions. Mm. You know, what I, so, you know
3: what I realized? Three of your final four, Ken Cromwell, yes, were all designed yes, by George yes. Gomez.
2: And this is something How that I'm realizing it? now also, because when I think in my head of who my favorite designers are, I don't know that George Gomez immediately jumps out in the forefront for me as being like my favorite designer of all time.
3: It's, it's a scotch. It's amazing. You grow to appreciate it more than anything you've ever drank. But on first sip, you think,
4: eh.
2: There he is. There's always something different and quirky about a Gomez design that at first glance, you're not particularly sold on, but it grows Mm -hmm. on you and and it works for me.
3: If we're looking at my final four, sorry to to go back here. My final four all showcase four different designers and four different coders.
2: Wow. Yeah, a
3: little variety. So you're
2: a little bit more pinball diverse than I am. I've got some... uh, some hidden All bias Four or nine different
3: here. artists, too. I have none of yeah. the same team.
2: Interesting. Okay. Interesting.
3: So he's going Lord of the Rings.
2: I, so yeah, I'm going Lord of the Rings. Over as, Jurassic
3: Park. 2003 yeah. called They Want Their Pinball Machine Back. In. Yeah,
2: no kidding, right? Here we go. 15, oh. 20 years later.
3: Okay. I've got to make a decision which one makes it to the finals. The Walking Dead or Stranger Things.
2: Hmm. I don't know how to put
3: Stranger Things in the top four. All right, let's see here.
2: You got some pressure on you to lean one way in this, and I and I I'm really curious it's, to see. It's just
3: interesting. I've I've owned it The is. Walking Dead all yeah. models multiple times.
2: It's one of your favorite pins ever.
3: One of my favorite pins ever. Stranger yeah, Things is still here though, whereas The Walking Dead's not. Now collectively, I've owned The Walking Dead pinball machine in general for more days than I've owned Stranger Things. One code is complete. It's a masterpiece. Give me The Walking Dead.
2: Wow. So Walking Dead advances mm-hmm. over Stranger Things. Love you, Borgie. Yeah, it makes sense, man. I'm proud of you that you thought that through. Yeah. yeah. Love you, Lyman. Nicely done. Yeah. Okay. Just fix that
3: skill shot, Lyman.
2: <laughs> fix the skill shot.
3: And the Woodbury. And the Woodbury. It's not very fun. On to the next death match. Both of us chose the Beatles, but it goes up against two different opponents. For you, it goes up against Deadpool. For me, Ghostbusters. So what say you, Ken Cromwell, Mm. Beatles or Deadpool?
2: In this instance, I'm going to go with Deadpool over Beatles. Deadpool! Yeah, I just think it offers me a little bit more variety. It's a different kind of fun factor at that point, where Beatles is outstanding and totally underrated. Mm. Uh, Deadpool for me. That's your favorite
3: modern Stern pinball machine. And when I say modern, listeners, I know I'm talking post-DMD. All right. So you've got two of George Gomez's games going up against one another. I've got the choice between Beatles and Ghostbusters to go into the finals. Man, if I'm playing with friends, I'm playing Beatles. Good point. Both of them look better than 90% of other pinball machines. The artwork by Franchi and the artwork by Zombie Yeti.
2: Zombie Yeti, his his premier art package for Stern. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, give me Ghostbusters. I think it's a better game.
2: Wow. I love Ghostbusters.
3: I really do. Man, it's so nostalgic. That, that, That theme... Isn't that a top three theme for everybody? I think it is.
2: Yeah, theme wise, it 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 hits on every level for me. Ghostbusters.
3: Now, here's riddle me this: before we go into our final matchup, which one is a more beloved theme, Ghostbusters or Harry Potter?
2: Oh, I you know what? I would say probably Harry Potter is more popularly or universally accepted now. For
3: pinball buyers. Yeah, good point. Yeah, true. Because that the demographic. Switches it. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Ghostbusters is uh, but you know what I, I I do know that as parents, you know, kids got into Harry Potter, kids mm-hmm. parents got into Harry Potter and and you're just kind of associated with that. So that'd be an excellent poll. I mean, for those that are say thirty five to thirty-five and up, right? Like mm-hmm. is Ghostbusters that dream theme? Or is it Harry Potter? It
3: would be interesting, listener, to take the Stern Showdown bracket and answer it based on different categories, such as just theme alone.
0: Yeah, Which one wins be the fun. best
3: theme? Because I think the the final might be Jurassic Park versus Ghostbusters, and that's tough. Which mm-hmm. one's for animations, for sound, for code, for layout? Have fun with this. That's why Stern did it.
2: It sounds like you've got like five or six weeks of episode content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis 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 really loves this stuff. I know. Dennis is like, oh my gosh. He hates it.
3: All right, we come to our finals of the Stern Showdown 2020. And Ken Cromwell, myself, we have different opponents. All right, Ken Cromwell, your choice has to be made. What is the greatest Stern of all time? Is it Deadpool or Lord of the Rings? I have to choose between Ghostbusters or The Walking Dead. I can pick first.
2: I, I like this final, actually. These are four
3: great games. Absolutely. All right. When I'm making my decision between Ghostbusters and The Walking Dead, which one do I like to look at? Ghostbusters. Which one do I like to shoot more? The Walking Dead. Which one's code pulls me in more?
4: Uh,
3: it's a tie, kind of. I love the moments in Ghostbusters. Loop and Supers for the win, there, Sully.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, which Loop and
2: Super is one of the best modes of all time, especially when it yeah. got tweaked so boom, that you didn't boom, run boom. into a multi-ball.
3: Yep. Mm. But which one's going to take home the bacon? This one, here's where it comes down to for me. Mm -hmm. This one's tough because Ghostbusters screams theme. It screams moments. It screams artwork.
2: Sound sound audio is incredible in Ghostbusters. Yeah,
3: sound audio is incredible. Yep. So it screams those elements. For The Walking Dead, it screams code. It screams theme. (laughs) I'm going to say layout. I really like what Borg did with that layout. Just think of the arena shot. Very, very satisfying as well as through the pops, that shot. Ooh, the repeatable ramp shot. Mm, That barn shot that everybody loves in left orbit. But it lacks an artwork. And I don't like pins Mm
4: -hmm. in my
3: collection that give me the feeling. Right. But it's a better game than Ghostbusters. Mm. By far. I'm just groaning. For me, the Stern Showdown winner in 2020 is The Walking Dead.
2: Wow. That was very well thought out, very nicely mm. articulated. You kind of laid it down for everybody to to see your full transparency in all these different categories, everything that had mm. entered your head to make this decision.
3: So why don't I own it? I don't own it.
2: But you've owned it plenty of times. Yeah, Listen, I've this owned it is plenty. This is what I realized. Same realize. with I'm Ghostbusters. Kimball, right? so. Yeah, just because you move a game along, it's not because you don't love it. Yep. But sometimes you got to send it away and yeah. let it get out in the world, and, and it comes back, and you appreciate it down the road.
3: Sounds like a metaphor for, for friendship and podcast co-hosts. <laughs> well, I may be back soon than <laughs> you think.
2: We'll
3: see how that goes. Fired by Christmas.
2: Fired by Christmas.
3: All right, Ken Cromwell. Speak. The yes. Lord of the Rings or Deadpool?
2: For Okay, so for me, it's like the... Man, it's... Uh,
3: Mine were both DMDs. That's weird.
2: Yeah, it doesn't hmm. surprise me that I have an I LCD love pin LCD here. pins. Artwork, obviously, is going to go to Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Fun factor of the shots, with both being Gomez designs, I think that they're both fairly... Even there's some clunkiness in Deadpool that I'm not a fan of, but it's well there's clunkiness in me. Lord of the Rings, and I was gonna say there's clunkiness in Lord of the Rings, but they both have
3: they both have mere perfect shots as well in pinball. Yeah,
2: that clunkiness has become more of like character mm-hmm. for me than anything else. The Legolas shot okay. on
3: Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite ramps of ever, yeah, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah, the ring shot, oh baby.
2: And the katana Deadpool, the
3: Dazzler shot, Katana yeah. shot when it's dialed it, perfect.
2: Yep, yeah. that snick knit. Oh, the snick multiplier, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot going on. And all that being said, it is. I think that I think Lord of the Rings is where I'm going to head on this over Whoa. over Deadpool. And I'm surprised that Lord of the Rings, when we kind of go through this whole tournament, is the one that it comes down to. Because if you would have asked me that, and I think this is the biggest variable right now, guys, I wouldn't have guessed that for you. No, if you would have asked me six months ago, I would have been like, Lord of the Rings, eh, it's all right. But because it's here right now, and I've been able to put more time on it. And appreciate it. You appreciate it more. And for me, it's like something that is in your collection, and it's recent and fresh. It has a tendency to leave like a more uh, lasting impression, mm-hmm. or at least from a short-term standpoint. So I don't have any problem saying Lord of the Rings. It surprises me that it's Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um But it's absolutely deserving. I think a lot of these
3: top games that we have really, truly cannot be appreciated until extended play. I mean, Ghostbusters being one of them. Deadpool uh, being one. Beatles. Beatles, you cannot appreciate that. Lord of the Rings, can't really appreciate until you destroy the ring, get it at home, uh, or play the heck out of it. Stranger Things, cannot. Don't just, you know, plunge that ball and think, ugh, why is the ball in the air? No. It's the appreciation after after you really handle that game.
2: So I, I would I would encourage everybody to get obviously get on as many of these games as you can, if at all possible. Don't make a decision one way or another on a game after a handful of plays. But I would also say this, and I think we've spoken about this off the uh, air, so mm-hmm. to speak. Don't allow yourself to be pressured to not like something or to like something. Because you want to follow what you think is a popular trend. Perfection, yes. Get out there. Get your own experience on these games. Formulate your own opinion.
3: Extended experience.
2: Don't do it because you think it impresses somebody else or because you think that you're going to be out of a club of people that have like-minded thinking. Think for yourself. It's pinball, have fun. It's not life and death decisions. Do it
3: for yourself before you do it for anybody else. Ken, you've had a little extended experience with me, haven't
2: you? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means, Zach, but I'll take you at your word. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Zach, all great things must come to an end, and so shall episode eight of the Pinball Show (laughs) only, only on the Pinball Network. If you want to reach out to the show, you can contact the show at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page Set up, and that is the Pinball Network. You can also find us on the web at thepinballnetwork.net. And Zach, where can they reach out to you to find you personally? Because we've got a lot of things coming up. Now, you've had a lot of correspondence lately with some exciting things and additions for TPN. Oh,
3: I have. I was going to ask people where they could find you, Ken. <laughs> No I, you know what? You it. won't
2: be able to find me at the Pinball Network, but I'm still there on Facebook, and I should have a, a new email address here uh, shortly.
3: Hey, if you guys want to reach out to, if you guys want to get something to Cromwell, just still send it to the Gmail, uh, the at gmail.com. You can reach him. We'll forward it his way. He can't get away from me that easy. Uh, I hope that you'll have me back
2: to uh, check in from now, every now and then.
3: Uh, believe me, I've already started thinking of ideas. Okay. Awesome. Uh, also, check out the the last Ken Cromwell-led, hosted, flipping out pinball streaming network. Oh, that's right. On Monday Night Pinball, tonight, tonight, tonight. Ken probably won't even be playing any games. He's going to be doing a little Q&A, coming to chat. Bid him farewell. Call in, say hello, and uh, kind of send me send me an email as to what you guys would like to see with that flipping out pinball network. Hopefully, I can get streaming up and running Maybe, maybe BD and Bill do some streaming for us. Uh, that'd be fun. Maybe we can coerce Cromwell to come back in with BD every once in a while to show off a beautiful JJP machine. Who knows? Who Sounds knows? fun. Sounds fun. Uh, so you also catch me straight down the middle of pinball show. Email us at sdtandpinball at gmail.com. It's a YouTube video series of all things pinball. I recently uploaded uh, some mods and installs of mods. Those are a lot of fun. And Chuck Wirt is doing, everybody knows Chuck Wirt as the Game of Thrones expert. Now he's diving back into the newest code that we've seen a couple months ago. And he's doing so on a premium LE. So he's he's got like a saga there with like hours upon hours of tutorials for that deep, deep game. Check that out. Out. And I've been getting some great feedback from listeners of the podcast, viewers of the show, watchers of the stream, uh, pointed towards flipping Out Pinball when they're ready for brand new pinball machines. And they've left very happy customers and sometimes friends. So if you're looking for a brand new or gently pre-owned pinball machine, call or message me now, Zach, at Flippin' Out Pinball. 812-457-9711. Or email me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip, the letter in out, pinball, dot com. Special shout-out to Dave Smith. Dave Smith was a viewer of ours at the Flippin' Out Pinball Streaming Network. And he won a prize. He was in Canada. I shipped it up to him. Generally, if it's, if it's out of the borders of the United States, we ask for some help with shipment. Um, but didn't think twice. Nicole and I sent it out there. And he was so appreciative of that. That he made a donation to Project Pinball in Nicole and name. So, oh, that's very nice. Yeah, in times like these, that really warmed Nicole and hearts. So, Dave, stellar, stellar man. Thank you so much for doing that. You didn't have to do that, uh, but you did, and it helps out children and their families, and in our name. So, that it doesn't get better than that, does it, Ken?
2: Str- strong community effort, man. We got a lot of, uh, we got a, a very tight knit family, and the uh, flipping out streaming network over there. So, doesn't surprise me one bit. But nicely done. Again, bittersweet not being able to uh, continue doing what we've been doing, creating content uh, in this capacity on the Pinball Network and in other places. But I appreciate the opportunities uh, that have presented themselves. I I appreciate being able to work with you, not only here on the Pinball Show on the Pinball Network, but for, you know, flipping out streaming. And I wanted to say thank you uh, both to yourself and Nicole, especially on the streaming side of things. Uh, thanks, Dennis Creasel, for being part of the network, a uh, big part of the network. I, I regretfully not going to be able to have those tri-coasting shows that I've been looking forward to every <laughs> every other week at least. Um, so thank you guys. Most importantly, you know, the community. Again, thanks for the support uh, along the years. and. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to be around just in a different capacity. So if there's anything that I can ever help you out with, if you just want to talk some pinball, go ahead and reach out to me because I'm always happy to do that. But Zach, thank you so very much, man. This was a fun final episode. I couldn't have uh, couldn't have asked for a better kind of sending out, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I thank agree, you, buddy. Man. I agree. Appreciate Loved it, having
3: you every second. Selfishly, I still get to talk to you all the time. The listeners don't get to hear from you as much, but you'll still be around.
2: I'll be around for sure.
5: <laughs> Doctor Phil,
2: how are you, buddy?
5: Son of bitch, you're gonna say all your farewells. <laughs> oh yo goodbye. You're not gonna say goodbye to me.
2: I, I had forgotten. I was saving the best for last, Doctor Phil. The uh, I appreciate all your support, especially over the last couple of years. So. D- D-
5: D- Jersey Tech, pinball. Uh, really? That's right. That's right. Did you D- 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 just fall off a turnip truck? Well, what's wrong with you, <laughs> no. Ken?
2: Come on, Doctor Phil. Yeah, you gotta at least. You gotta. You gotta see the big picture here. I see the big picture.
5: Uh, I see a big pinball machine, and it's, it's in my game room. It was called the Hobbit. You ever That's heard of right.
2: that? Wide body. Yep.
5: Absolutely. I just wanted. To, I just wanted. To, I just wanted to say, kid, uh, best of luck to you. Not gonna need it. And the last thing is, screw you, Kid Cromwell there it is the we end Network. it how what it kind started of is
4: with
2: dr phil thank you dr phil for joining the program Appreciate
3: oh it. man dr phil ladies and gentlemen before we leave dennis creasel it's you it's i Mano e Mano, it's it we're the last survivors on the island and to you i sing. then i look at you and the world's all right with me just want to look at you, and, and I, know
2: I know it's going to be. That's it, guys. Go get them. For Zach Many, I'm Ken Cromwell.
5: Love the day, love the day, love the day. My Laura, love the day, love, the day, love the day.
2: And don't forget to take some time out of your day and play some pinball. Sincerely, so long, everybody.
3: And cut. Cut. That was good.
2: It's a wrap. 100, 100, whoa, 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 whoa! You, all you, the way you the... didn't. Hello, hello, hello. Well, yeah. You didn't hello. say, hey,
3: pinball, market right. trends. You didn't. You didn't intro it. Oh, thank you, thank you.
2: See, I'm off today. <laughs> it's it's you're off today. I'm I'm sorry. I went when I was in uh, high school because I wanted to get into sports broadcasting. That was my whole thing, and I remember my my algebra teacher at one point I was struggling on something. And he calls on me in class, and uh, I I didn't know the answer, so I I just started trying to wing it verbally because he was asking how I was, you know, going through trying to find the solution to the problem, and uh, and I just kind of stopped. And he's like, "Why aren't you getting this?" And I'm like, "You know what? I don't know. I I guess I just didn't put forth the effort." He's like, "What do you? You need to know this if you're going to grow up and get in the world. You're going to need to know how to do this." And I said, "Well, that's not necessarily true." And he's like, "Why? What do you want to do when you grow (laughs) up?" I said, "Well, I want to be a sports broadcaster." a sports broadcaster just gonna grow up and spit in a microphone and I was like oh no. no and now here I am 44 years later doing pinball yeah. podcasts and <laughs> still don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on with algebra it's like hey what happened with algebra I mean I, I know algebra now but it's like I couldn't go back and, and dissect those problems after being you know a little rusty yeah. but uh, that's right Mr. Algebra math teacher yeah high school eat shit Mr. Murphy I grew up to be a pinball podcaster <laughs> <laughs> that's right alright with me.
0: And